All right, we are back. As I mentioned before the break, we had an opportunity to sit down with Coach Elmore to discuss last week's win against Scottsboro and preview this week's game against Southside. So let's listen to those thoughts right now. Speaking with head football coach Chris Elmore. Um, coach, we had a good victory Friday night against Scottsboro, the rival, got the top cat trophy again. Um, kind of talk about what you saw in that game um, after looking at the film. Well, you know, really proud of our defense. And anytime you get a shutout in, in modern football, it's a, it's a great accomplishment. So very, very proud of them. And our, our kids were excited about that. Our defensive coaches were excited. And um, so, you know, proud of them for being able to get a, to get a shutout in a game like that. And, and, and offensively, I thought we played well, you know, especially early. Uh, maybe didn't play as well late third quarter, early fourth. But, uh, you know, when you, when you get up 26 to nothing or 28 to nothing, excuse me, um, I, you maybe get a little more conservative than you, than you want to be, but you're also trying to make sure you don't do anything uh, dumb to let them back in the game. But I thought our, thought our offensive guys played pretty good most of the night as well. And, and, and we, were, we were solid on special teams all night uh, also. So we, we were proud. We thought it was a, a good team win. And, uh, we know Scottsboro is struggling a little bit right now, and especially when the quarterback went out, they struggled even more. But still, anytime you can beat them uh, in a region game, you, you feel good about it. Mm -hmm. uh, looked like offensively, uh, well, it didn't look like it was. Spread the ball out. Most, uh, I think most everybody, maybe Adame didn't have a, have a carry. But everybody else seemed to touch the ball, spreading the ball out, which can be a real challenge for teams that y'all play in the future, being able to have to cover all those guys and make sure that they account for everybody. Uh, from a defensive standpoint going forward. Yeah, and I think, you know, people talk about balance. Uh, I think a lot of people think it's 50 run, 50 pass. I, I look, at, look at it more like you said, being able to, to get the ball to everybody on the field. Uh, that's more balanced to me is being able to show that everybody on the field can, can touch the ball. And, and Ricky did this. Ironically, he got the he got the first play of the game for about 16 yards that's right. That's right. and then didn't get another catch. It was kind of weird. He, he got the first one and then didn't get another one. So. Um, but uh, sometimes that's just how it falls. And, you know, a lot of times we're, we do stuff based off where the ball is on the field, whether it be the hash or, or, or whatever the case may be. But, uh, but no, I thought Jake did a good job. I and mean, we, we knew they would play kind of a soft coverage and, and, and kind of give us the underneath stuff. And so we tried to exploit that early, which we did, uh, and force them really into um, some more. They played a lot more man coverage in the fourth quarter, and that was part of our issue too there is we – Probably should have attacked that a little harder once they went to kind of some man coverage and went to some uh, zero safety looks. But again, when you have 28, you, you, you kind of shy away from that a little bit and uh, just want to make sure you keep the clock running and, and, and keep the lead. So, um, but I thought Jake did a really good job. I think he was 14 of 18 and made, made some really good throws. The, the, the pass to Sawyer over the middle was a great decision. Uh, the, the primary option there really was Ledford on the out because uh, it was third and eight. Uh, but Jake recognized that they went they went cover zero there, and he knows that's his that's his kind of his outlet, and did a good job of just uh, uh, laying the ball up and throwing him open, as opposed to. And I think he made that not the same play, but a similar type play at Springville, where he had a, he had him down the middle of the field and underthrew him and tried to try to throw a line drive, and he got it picked off. Uh, you know, I thought that that showed how much he's grown and learned the last few weeks, as he understood there to you know put the ball up or sorry and go down there in the field and get it, and he, and he did so. Uh, that was a big play, and then he threw two touchdowns to Marcus later in the game that were good throws. And, and good throws were probably even better catches by Marcus, to be honest with you. The first one was a really good catch over the guy's shoulder, and uh, was something we thought we could do if we got some one-on-one -on -one coverage down there, and, and he did a good job of executing. So I uh, thought Akins and Dubose both ran well, and uh, 
uh, you know, for the most part, I thought offensive line blocked really well on that as also. Yeah, and then late in the game, um, it seemed like just kind of on accident, but it turned out the decision to let Alex attempt a, yeah. what would have been a state record. You know, obviously the bad snap was not intentional, yeah. but where the ball landed, did you guys, did, did Coach Stanley come up to you and say, hey, we got a shot here? What was your thought process there? Yeah, no, in fact, Coach Stanley told me he was he was surprised I called for it, but I, I went into the game saying, uh, having watched him kick the last several weeks and watching him kick in warm-ups, I've gone into the game saying if it's, you know, normal situation in the game, whatever the case may be, if we're inside the 45, we're going to try it because mm-hmm. he's got that kind of leg. I mean, he, he's, he makes them from 64 and 65 and warm-ups about every week. Um, and we know he's, like we talked about before, we know he's going to get into the end zone. Um, and, and unless we're worried about a block, unless we're worried about the other teams maybe got a good uh, edge rusher or whatever the case may be, I, I feel confident trying it from – from really anywhere across the 50, to be honest with you, because, I mean, he's got a chance to make it, and if he doesn't make it, they get the ball at the 20, and it's not the end of the world. And so, you know, it was unfortunate that it, it happened the way it happened because uh, we, we ran a play that we already ran that night, and, and Jake just called the snap count at, at the wrong time, and, and uh, the snap actually hit Marcus Ledford coming through on motion. So it was a little bit of, it wasn't a bad snap necessarily on Eli's part. It was more of just a mistiming by our quarterback. But, uh as soon as he fell on it, I, I immediately said, let's kick a field goal because it's fourth and long, and I knew we were inside the 50, and I knew he had a chance to make it. And uh, it was unfortunate that he just, just pulled a little mm-hmm. bit, but uh, he really he really had that play. He definitely hit it far enough. And it uh, would have been a cool moment, but I, I know he was disappointed. Uh, he, he's pretty hard on himself. He was pretty mad. Because, you know, as a kicker, you don't know how, when that chance is going to come around again. And uh, yeah. uh, he, he was he was disappointed he didn't knock it through. But it, yeah. was, uh, it was impressive enough to just to watch him kick it, though. <laughs> Definitely. Looking ahead, Coach, we've got a big game this week, must win. Big region game against Southside, and Southside seems to be much improved. So what are you looking at right now? What are you seeing on film with them? Yeah, they're playing with a lot of confidence. I think that's the big thing. Coach uh, Miles Holcomb has come in there, and uh, you know, Coach Holcomb was at Crossville a few years ago. He's a head coach, and he went to Hoover for a couple of years as an assistant and learned a lot under Coach Niblett, and I think went over to Georgia with another Hoover assistant. Uh, when they got a head coaching job. So he's been at some different places and, and uh, you know, kind of uh, improved his, you know, coaching style, I guess you'd say. And uh, But the biggest thing he does, I think he has a lot of energy. He has the kids playing at a high level and it has them confident. Um, and you can see that on film. They're, they're playing fast. They're playing hard. Uh, they've won some big games already this year. They beat Oxford earlier in the year. Um, you know, them and A-Rep was a Pretty good game. Uh, A-Rab ended up winning the game, but it was, uh, it was actually a game I went to. It was during our bye week. They played with a lot of confidence that night, a lot of excitement. Um, he's got the, the student section fired up. Their student section is loud. Their band plays loud. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a tough environment to play in, and, and we're going to have to be ready to go because, like I said, uh, not, not only do they have a lot of really good players, but they're playing with a lot of confidence right now, and, and that's usually dangerous teams to play when, when you play somebody that believes in themselves like they believe in each other, and so we're going to have to go out there and, uh, play really well to uh, to counter that. Are they going to play offensively? What where, what's their bell cow? Who are they going to try to get the ball to? Is it spread out like kind of like our offense? You know they they've got a really good receiver in Cody Roberts, number one. He was he was a sophomore for him last year and made a lot of plays last year as a sophomore against us. Uh, he's back as a junior and and he he reminds me of of kind of the couple guys we had a couple of years ago, Matthew Shaddix and Carter Penholster type guy, just a really good route runner, really catches the ball well. Uh, and we'll have to do a good job against him. I mean, you know, they, they try to get them the ball as much as they can. They've got other good receivers, too. They're trying to do what we talked about earlier with our offense. They want to spread the, the, the ball around, throw to all the guys on the field. And uh, Neesmith is the quarterback, and he's a 10th grader, but he does a good job of 
uh, throwing the football really all over the field. He can throw it deep. He can throw it short, and he's got a good arm for a, for a young kid. And uh, so we're going to have to – they they do run it, and they've got an effective run game, but you can tell they like to throw the football and would, and would like to throw it, you know, probably over half the time. And uh, so we're going to have to be very good in the secondary, and we're going to have to get pressure on him to be able to try to get him off his – you know, if not, nothing else, maybe not getting sacked all the time. A lot of times if you can get a quarterback off their – Throwing platform or where they want to be and just rattle them a little bit and get them moving uh, can help, and we've got to do a good job of that with him all night. Can you tell uh, from your team this week in practice a different level of energy, a different level of focus, or, or have you all been just kind of steady Eddie the whole year? Is it I think a little steady, more intense? Steady Eddie probably. I mean, I, you know, anytime you come off a big rivalry win, there's a little bit of a letdown maybe, and I told, what I told him Monday was, it's easy to motivate you when you're 0-3 and you just lost to A-Rab at home. The challenge is going to be motivating you when you've won three in a row, you just beat uh, your rival at home in a convincing fashion. Now you've got to continue to try to do the little things you were doing three weeks ago to get ourselves back going. You've got to do that this week too. And I think so far we have. I mean, I think this is that point of the year that everybody's going to start to struggle a little bit where you played six games. Uh, maybe not monotony is setting in, but but it's starting to kind of become a little redundant, and you've got to find a way to keep improving. And that's been my challenge to them all week: is we can't just keep checking a box. We've got to find a way to improve uh, because we've got three very very important games back to back here. And uh, if we don't improve every day at practice, um, we could go right back the other way and lose three in a row, just like we did to start the year. So it's going to be a uh, uh, it'll be a challenge to to make sure we continue this week. You know. Trying to get better each day and, and go down there and play at a high level on Friday. All right, guys. This is uh, this Friday night. This is an away game at Southside. Um, we'll see you Friday night, Coach. Good luck. Thank you. We want to thank Coach Elmo for taking time to sit down with us and answer those questions. We're going to come back after this break and talk about starting lineups, kind of set this game, set the table for tonight's game. Britt Hass has joined us. Britt, welcome aboard. Good to have you with us tonight. Good to be here, Brian. And uh, we're going to set everything up. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. We'll come back and set those things up. This is for Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale. And I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. 
First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, we're back. Band is on the field for pregame festivities. Field is painted up in pink for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. The student section for Southside is also decked out in some pink. Uh, full crowd tonight. Britt, Brit, I'm not sure if you're used to this, but it, it, it feels a little bit different than it has any other game this season in terms of excitement, kind of some buildup. Are you feeling that? Are you sensing that? We are. We you know, going a little deeper into the season, like you said, seems like each one of these regional games gets uh, to be a bigger game. Yep, that's right. I'm going to take a pause if I have to for the national anthem, but I'll go ahead and get started with the starting lineups. First off, for Southside, starting at quarterback, number 10, a sophomore, Brooks, Brooks Naismith. Starting at running back, number 13, a senior, Tyler Green. Starting at running back, number 8, a 10th grader, Timothy Motes. Starting at tight end, number 17, the junior, Cole Chastain. Starting at wide receiver, number nine, Caden McMichael. Starting at wide receiver, number one, Cody Roberts. Wide receiver, number two, Damon Hitchcock. Wide receiver, number 11, Davis Lawley. Left tackle, number 75, Jacob Stewart. Left guard, number 62, London Pierce. Center, number 54, Jacob Strunk. Right guard, number 50, there's no name for him, but he's number 50. Right tackle, number 71, Mark Fuller. Defense starters for Southside. Outside linebacker, number three, Brody Johnson. Outside linebacker, number four, Spencer Sharp. Safety, number six, Carson Riddlespur. Defensive line, number seven, Ethan Light. Cornerback, number 12, William Carr. Defensive lineman, number 14, John Gilbert. Safety, number 20, Cole Garrett. At nose guard, number 21, Quentin Harden at cornerback, number 24, Jamvion Jones. At inside linebacker, number 34, Titan Rich. And also at inside linebacker, number 41, Jacob Davis. For Fort Payne on offense, the junior, number seven, Jake Barnes at quarterback. At running back, number 11, Alex Akins. At tight end, number 88, Sawyer Burt. At wide receiver, number 35, Marcus Ledford. At wide receiver, number three, Ricky Adame. I'm going to pause now. We're having the national anthem. So we're going to try to cover this live. We're going to have the national anthem right now.
All right, that was our national anthem. Back to the starting lineups for Fort Payne. On offense, at left tackle, number 58, Bronson Laney. At left guard, number 76, Bain Barentine. At center, number 79, Eli Frazier. At right guard, number 75, Colton Shankles. At right tackle, number 57, Andrew Barclay. At def- now for defensive starters for Fort Payne. At defensive end, number 94, Heisman Brown. Defensive tackle, number one, Daryl Prater. Defensive lineman, number 77, Hayden Presley. Defensive end, number 84, Skylar Hillier. Linebacker, number 28, Will Green. Another linebacker, number 47, Devin Wells. Outside linebacker, number 24, Bennett Blanks. Outside linebacker, number 25, Diego Gallegas. At cornerback, number 21, Seth Williams. At 29, cornerback, Hayden Harrell. Free safety, number 10, Kobe King. Cheerleaders are lining up the victory lines. Fort Payne's captains are coming onto the field as well as Southside's captains. Southside is wearing the uh, the red tops, white pants with white helmet. Fort Payne in silver pants, white jerseys, black helmet with the gold FP. As I mentioned, it's uh, October, so a lot of folks are putting out the pink for Breast, Care- Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Had earlier had some, uh, Southside had some alumni cheerleaders, which is always cause for concern. You never can tell what's going to happen there. Uh, But it looked like nobody pulled a muscle, nobody fell off the pyramids. So everybody's still intact. As I mentioned, the crowd is beginning to gather right now, and this looks like it's going to be a capacity crowd tonight here at Barney Hood Stadium in Southside, Alabama. Big region matchup, Fort Payne is, as I mentioned, 2-1 and in the region, and Southside is 3-1 and in the region. So Fort Payne can go a long way to securing a second seed with a victory tonight against the Southside Panthers. So how are we on sound over there, Britt? Can you hear me? We're good. We're good. Can good. you hear me? I've got you good. I've got you good. Any thoughts tonight as you are uh, getting ready for this big matchup? You know, you hit it on the head, Brian. It, uh, this game's uh, probably one of the biggest games we've had all season coming in here. Uh, uh, Southside 5-2, and two, you know, they had a big win over Oxford, 35-17 That's earlier right. in the season, which yep. is which is very impressive. So uh, I, I look for a really good game tonight. Yeah. I noticed, and, and, and Coach Elmore had mentioned to me, and I did not know this, but the head coach at uh, Southside is a former Hoover assistant. And I coached at Opelika for 10 years, and we played Hoover, whether in jamborees or we actually played them in the season, a couple of times. And you, you saw the same feel, a lot of organization, a lot of moving parts during warm-ups. Everybody's doing something. Coaches line up to welcome the players off the field and shake their hands and give them hugs. So uh, you can definitely tell that Southside is a little different than uh, maybe what we're used to seeing out of Southside. Uh, at the middle of the field, Fort Payne captains, number 88, Sawyer Burt, number 47, Devin Wells, number 37 for Fort Payne, uh, Aiden Smith, and number 19, Patrick Sherrill. Can't make out the captains for Southside. Looks like number four. I uh, can't make out any of those numbers. So the, they're at the middle of the field for the coin toss. And we will see. Southside wins the toss. They will defer. So Fort Payne should receive, I would expect. And then uh, I think everything will be done, and we'll be ready to play some football, get the teams on the field. So Fort Payne is going to defend the concession stand end zone. That's going to be to our right. Southside will defend the scoreboard end zone, which is to our left. Captains are shaking hands. We're about ready. This field is, is kind of tight. It looks as though there's only about five yards between the fence 
that the players are, uh, are protected from the stands from and about in the sideline. So it's really tight sideline here, kind of a boxy feel to the stadium. And um, victory line set up for south side. Fort Payne's cheerleaders are lined up on its victory line on the south end. We're going to have teams enter the field, and we'll be ready to play. You know, Brian, before track began to be so big, you, your stadiums were built in this style. And this yeah. style is a lot like the Etowah field. You, as a fan, you're more on the field, which gives you a better feel for it. Everybody loves track, but it has backed the bleachers up on many stadiums. And this one still has that feel, which is very exciting. Yeah, it's fun. Here comes Southside entering through their helmet balloon with the smoke. And they are ready to rock. It's nice to see the younger generation appreciating hair metal from the 80s, too. Oh, yes. Little, little Metallica. They played some Bon Jovi earlier. Here comes Fort Payne entering the field. Real exciting. Coach Elmore told me that yesterday at practice, they went into the stadium and played with the band playing over top of them because Southside's band's going to play a lot on, on key plays that they feel like they need to make some noise. The band's going to be playing a lot. So they had the football team practice in the stadium yesterday and had the band, Fort Payne's band, to come down there and make some noise for them just to kind of get a little bit used to that. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out tonight. Yeah, this is about as close as you can get. What are we, five yard, inside five yards from the head coach? Yeah. Uh, if you're on the front row, yeah. uh, which is it, – it just makes it for an exciting game. You're, you feel more in the game and uh, – uh, what a, what better of setting here at Southside yeah. tonight? It's a lot of fun. It definitely is. And, and to have these games mean what they mean tonight, it's a big region game, has a lot of consequence for who's going to be the number two seed, possibly the number one seed. That's still to be determined, although it looks like Arab's going to be uh, the winner of the region, at least at this point. I do, before we get kicked off, I want to shout out to my family who couldn't make it tonight, Claire, my daughter Sydney, Isaac, Jones, Lewis, and Eli, love you guys. Can't wait to see you a little bit later tonight. Wish you were here. Here we go. Ready to kick off. Kicking off for Southside is number 98, Abdullah Alabasi. That's as close as I'm ever going to get to that, but we'll give it a shot. I think that's what his name is. Number 98, back deep for Fort Payne. Connor Cash in the middle. To his right, Marcus Ledford. To his left, Ricky Adame. Clock is set. Ball is on the tee. And we are ready to kick off. And the official looking at his other partners blows the whistle in play. And here we go. Here's the kick. It's a fairly deep kick. Adame back at the goal line. It goes into the end zone, and Fort Payne will start at the 20-yard line. Be interesting to see uh, the uh, kind of the chess match that occurs between offense and defense as the game progresses. Fort Payne comes out. Here comes Jake Barnes with the play from Coach Elmore. As we mentioned, Alex Akins is starting at running back tonight. All of our normal starters, which is it's somewhat unusual for a team, knock on wood, that we haven't had any really major injuries this season. Barnes is under center, Alex behind him. Connor Cash comes in motion to the right side of the field, and there's motion on the first play of the game. Fort Payne will back up five yards. There's the band playing, as we mentioned earlier. So it'll be first and 15 for Fort Payne. Not a good start for the Wildcats. 
Jake comes down to the sideline to get the play from Coach Elmore again. First and 15, Fort Payne. As we mentioned earlier, trying to make sure everybody's healed up, and I think we've got pretty close to full strength on both sides of the ball. Barnes now in shotgun formation. He takes the snap, hands to Akins, goes up the middle, gains back the five yards of the penalty. It'll be second and ten. Nice pickup on first down. Unfortunately, we were at first and 15 on that play. Fort Payne now goes with no huddle, lining up somewhat quickly. they got twins tops and twins bottom. Aikens in pistol formation behind Barnes. Barnes takes the snap. He's dropping back, looks to this side, throwing a corner route to Marcus Ledford, and he, oh, he almost caught it. Threw it a little bit behind him. Had to kind of do a little Willie Mays look on the catch and couldn't quite bring it in. Would have been a big pickup for Fort Payne. It'll be third down and ten. Yeah, Marcus made a really good uh, adjustment there, but just unable to catch the ball. But good decision uh, on the read there by Barnes. Yeah. Maybe just throw it a little bit more towards the sideline instead of up the field there. All right, so it's third and long for Fort Payne. They've got trips top side, single receiver bottom side. Barnes is in shotgun, and Alex Aikens in pistol behind him. Barnes takes the snap. He's got single coverage with it. Uh, Connor Cash on this left side, throws it up. Oh, just too far to the sideline. Cash can't make the play. It'll be fourth down. Connor seemed to be trying to make a good adjustment to the, to the pass and just couldn't quite get there. So Alex McPherson comes on to punt. Going back deep for south side is number two, Damon Hitchcock. Out in front of him on a short punt returner is number 33, Hunter Johnson. And, again, you cannot uh, underthrow uh, Connor Cash because he's got that speed. Yeah. Punt is off by McPherson. It's a little bit short. Going to take a really good Fort Payne bounce inside the 30-yard line. Nice flip of the field by Alex McPherson. Um, and Southside will start at their own 27-yard line. So now we'll get to see what this offense looks like under a sophomore. You don't usually see a lot of sophomores starting at quarterback in 6A ball. Brooks Naismith. Fort Payne seems to be at full strength on defense. All starters are out there. Aikens out there as well at linebacker. So we'll see how that progresses through the night. Southside's going to start with twins receivers on the top side of the field. Single receiver on this bottom side with a tight end. And running back to Naismith's left. Motion by number one across the formation to the top side. Now we've got trips on the top side of the field. There's the snap. Drops back. He's looking left side. Throws across, it's incomplete, a little high for number nine, Caden McMichael. Incomplete, it'll be second and ten. You see a lot of, uh, you see a lot of the Hoover uh, Metro Birmingham offense in what Southside's going to try to run tonight. And I can see why he's starting his tenth grader because he has a cannon. <laughs> he does have a good arm. It'll be second and ten, Southside. There's the snap. Hands off, 13 going left side, nothing there. Fort Payne just stuffs it. No gain for Tyler Green on second down. Third and long for south side. This is the games you really enjoy playing in, Britt. I mean, this is just so much fun. Great atmosphere. Fort Payne does a good job of just stringing that out, staying at home, and yep. uh, just a good defensive stand. All right, so we got trips receivers top side. we got a single receiver bottom side. And Green's in the backfield. Rolls left. 
He's looking downfield. He's pressured. Throws to the sideline. Is caught. Breaks a tackle. Looks like he's going to be just short. Oh, it's going to be right at the sticks. It's too hard to tell. Nice pickup on third down by Southside. Fort Payne did bring pressure and get to uh, Naismith. Can't tell from here. I don't think that's – boy, I can't tell. They're looking at it, and it's going to be fourth down. It's going to be fourth and one, Southside. They're not leaving the field. I don't know what they're going to try to do here. Nice job by the Fort Payne defense to get to fourth down on this first series. Looks like they've got it marked maybe a yard shy. Yeah, it does. They're going. Are they going to take a timeout this early in the game? It looks like Southside's going to take a timeout. We'll take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill MTP. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, here we go. It's fourth down, and it appears as though Southside is going to go for it inside their own territory. This will be a big stop by Fort Payne if they can make it. Up the middle. I oh, I don't think he got it. I think they stopped him. Fort Payne's going to be set up at, their, at the Southside 35-yard line. Big stop by the defense early in this ball game. Momentum swings to Fort Payne. Very surprising right there, Brian. Fort Payne on all the run plays had stopped them previously. You know, just there were just a few, but uh, that's a big stand. Well, that's a – Britt, I can't tell from here, but that looks like a generous spot. Oh, you don't uh, – let's see what happens here, but let's see how this measurement turns out. I don't think there's any way he made that first down. But we will see. I've seen stranger things in football. No, there's no way. It's not uh, even he's, close. He's a yard short. So, four paint will take over. Deep inside Southside territory, first and 10 at the Southside 36-yard line. Great job by the defense stuffing that run, trying to set the tone early for Fort Payne. Nine minutes, 59 seconds left in the first quarter, no score, but Fort Payne has just held Southside on a fourth and one inside their own territory. So Fort Payne comes out in twins receivers on the top side and two twins receivers on the bottom side. Caden Dubos in now at pistol formation behind Barnes. There's the noise. Barnes snaps the ball, looking for somebody down the field. He throws it in the dirt. I, I, I am pretty sure, well, well, the band started playing right at the point of the snap. When I was coaching, that was illegal. You could not do that. But apparently it, it, it caused the, the snap and the cadence and all the play just to kind of get off timing there. So it's second down and 10 for Payne. Sawyer Burt now at the tight end spot. It's still twins receivers on the top side, but Burt's in at, at tight end. Twins receivers on this bottom side. Motion by Adame. Adame. Hand off to Caden Dubos right side. He picks up three, four, maybe five yards on first down. 
I mean, excuse me, second down. It'll be third down and five. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out with the band making that much noise. 9.37 left in the first quarter. Fort Payne and Southside are knotted at zero. Fort Payne is the third and five on the Southside 31-yard line. You know, it's still hard to believe Fort Payne's had their start and tailback for, what, a game and a half this season? Yeah. Good to see Caden back. It really is good to see him back there. Barnes is under center. Now they shift. Burton Ledford to the right side. Wooten slides up on the line of scrimmage. Handoff to Caden. He's looking for running room. Not much there. It's going to be fourth down. It'll be fourth down. Not a whole lot there. And I tell you what, it, that band's going to come into play. Playing like that right on the snap. If memory serves me correctly, in the Alabama High School Athletic Association, there's been a long time standing that you don't play during the play, but apparently that's not the case anymore. So now they're going to try a field goal, Fort Payne. 48-yard attempt by Alex McPherson, well within his range. Nation's number one place kicker. Barnador to hold, Bird on the snap. There's the snap, there's the hold, the kick is away. The kick is no good. Pulls it off to the left, so no score. Southside will take over at the 20-yard line. And, again, we still have no score in this game. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Tracy's Florist and Gifts. Do some early Christmas shopping with Tracy's personalized printing and gifts. Don't forget about their gourmet baskets, Auburn and Alabama party wear. They're located in, on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne, and you're hearing this live on FPTV. We want to thank everybody from WZOB and FPTV for getting us all set up tonight, doing a great job. We're up here in the top of the visitor side bleachers right in here amongst the crowd. South side has started their own 20-yard line. Neesmith in the quarterback position. We've got a tight end and a wingback on either side. Now the shift, tight end and wingback shift to the far side. Neesmith takes the snap, hands the 13. He's running left side. There is nothing there. Fort Payne, he's lost two, three, four yards. Nice play by the defense, shedding blocks and getting upfield. Really can't even tell who that was. That was a host of Fort Payne tacklers. Fort Payne doing just a really good job of adjusting. You can tell they've got a really good game plan going, and uh, they look very at home. Yeah. Good to see Daryl Prater back in the starting lineup. Had a, had a high ankle sprain last week. So Southside in a second and 13. 7.53 left in the first quarter, no score. Neesmith drops back. He's looking to this right side. Throws to a little dig route to number one. He catches it, makes one man miss. He's got some running room, and he gets up to the 43-yard line for a south side first down. That's number one, Cody Roberts. Little dig route, little in route, deep curl. Caught it and then made Hayden Harrell miss. That was good. Got a good little run after catch there for south side. So it's a first and 10, south side at their own 43-yard line. Again, no score in the first quarter good route and also as a defensive back you realize this quarterback can throw it over your head so it keeps you a little bit on your heels yeah he can he can throw any pass on the field there's a looks like maybe an offensive false start for south side on first down and it is they'll back them up five yards it'll be first and 15. yeah uh, neesmith looks like a, a fairly prototypical quarterback uh pro style Sits in the pocket well, moves his feet well. Got a good release, and he spins it really tight. Here's the snap. Hands off to Green. Looking up the middle. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Skylar Hillier. Skylar Hillier came in and, and lit 22 up. 
That's Everett Grizzard. Wow. Nice hit there. It'll be second down and really 15. Didn't gain anything on the play. You know, that's the thing about the inside. Offensively, you've got to show that you will run that, whether it's effective or not. And so far, Fort Payne shut it down. Yeah. So, uh, south side goes trips, receivers top side. They do have a tight end on this near side. Takes the snap. Drops back. He's getting pressure by Akins. And now he goes down by Will Green. Nice pressure. Akins came on a blitz from the outside and caused him to uh, come off of his pass route. He broke Aiken's tackle, but Will Green was right there to make the sack, so it's going to be third down and long. Fort Payne defense out, out, off to an outstanding start. Six minutes, 12 seconds left in the first quarter. There is no score. So it's going to be third down and 27 for Southside. Boy, you got to be careful here. Nee Smith in the shotgun. Twins receivers top side, single receiver down here. They're going to just hand off. Coming to this left side, got a little bit of running room, but he's not going to get near enough for the first down. It'll be fourth and about 15, and it looks like Southside's going to have to punt. Picked up 10 yards on the play, but they were third and 27, so there's not enough space there to pick up the first down. Brandon Oliver, number nine, and deep to receive the punt from Southside. Number 12, William Taylor Carr is the punter. Seems somewhat evenly matched so far in the first quarter. Let's see if we can get some good yardage on this return. There's the snap. Here's the punt. He gets it away. It's a wobbly kick. Brandon Oliver calls for a fair catch at the 22-yard line. Well, Fort Payne gets on the field so quick, I can't go to commercial timeouts. That's okay. We'll stay right here. Jake Barnes getting the play from Coach Elmore. Fort Payne will start at the 22-yard line. Looks like we're going to have Caden Dubos again at running back. I know, I know Coach Elmore is really trying to be careful with how many carries he gives Caden and how much time he uses him, not to try to give him too much too early. Trips receivers on the top side, single receiver on this near side, and Dubos to Barnes' is right. It's first and ten. There's the snap, hands to Dubos. Looking for running room, not much there. He's not going to gain any yards. He may have lost two yards. Nothing there on the run play. Southside stuffs it up the middle. It's going to be second down and about 12 for Fort Payne. So Southside's interior line doing very similar to what Fort Payne's interior line's doing right now. But I know Coach Elmore's got to stick with that run. He wants to try to establish some kind of run game. Very similar for, for, uh, formation for Fort Payne. Dubos is in the pistol formation behind Barnes in shotgun. There's the snap. Barnes is looking right side to throw. He finds Ledford. Oh, he just overthrows him, and it's intercepted by Southside. At the 40-yard line, 35-30, 25-20, 15. He's out of bounds at the 18-yard line, but there's flags on the play, so it's going to come back just a little bit high for Ledford. He tipped it, and the cornerback on the far side that was trailing the play intercepted it, and uh, Southside's going to have it in Fort Payne territory. Seems as though Barnes is just a hair off on his passes so far in this game, Britt, just a little bit. Yeah, it looks like we've got some open guys, but like you said, we're just a little bit anxious. You know, these first couple series trying to get settled in. Yeah, uh, heart, so. heart beats a little fast. So the illegal uh, block in the back pushes south side to the Fort Payne 40-yard line, and they'll start there. So 
two turnovers, one on downs for Southside and one interception for Fort Payne have started this game, but neither offense has capitalized on either of those penalties. Four minutes and 19 seconds left in the first quarter. Southside has it first and 10 inside of Fort Payne territory. Green is in a pistol formation behind Neesmith. Takes the snap. He hands to Green. Runs up the middle. There's nothing there. Loss of two. Nice job shedding tackles. Hayden Presley. uh, Well, it's hard. I'll tell you what, it would be easier to tell you who got blocked than who didn't get blocked on that play because it looked like all the interior line was shedding blocks there. It's going to be second. Actually, it was only a loss of one, second and 11 for Southside. There's the snap. Neesmith hands to Green, looking for like a draw play. Nothing there again. Maybe gained that yard, but he lost back. It's going to be third down and long for Payne. So neither team early in this game is able to establish the run, and uh, but both are still trying it. Third down and ten. You got to feel this is going to be one of those where they maybe try to go to uh, to Roberts, number one, who made that big play on third down last time. He's down in here on this near side, covered by Hayden Harrell. Nee Smith. Moves number eight over to the left side, to the top side. Takes the snap, fakes the handoff. Looking across the middle on the slant, and he drops it. Number two, Damon Hitchcock hit him right in the chest, and he just dropped it. So it'll be fourth down south side. You know, Hitchcock, he perfect strike throw, but Hitchcock, I believe he heard footsteps off King because the safety's coming up. Yeah, but, uh, maybe so, yeah. So south is going to choose to punt this one now. Looks like Fort Payne's just going to stay in punt safe, keep their defense out there. Nobody back to return, and they're just going to try to make sure this is not a uh, fake punt. First team defense out there. Three minutes left in the first quarter. We have no score. There's the snap. There's the kick. It's away. Wobbly kick down to the five and rolls into the end zone for a touchback. Four paint will start at the 20-yard line. So the interception doesn't cost Fort Payne. And they get the ball back at the 20-yard line. Yeah, Fort, Fort Payne dodges a little bit there. The, you know, the block and the couple of blocks in the back pushed that back, and they didn't get uh, quite the field position which yeah. they started with on the interception. So, um, helped Fort Payne out quite a bit. Hopefully, we can get some blocking up front right yeah, here to establish a run. We've re- got to establish a run. Really need to. Barnes is under center. Trips, it's tight trips formation on the top side. Now there's a shift. Everybody's going to now shift to this bottom side. They actually got four receivers on this bottom side trying to out-leverage, it looks like. And they are coming this way. 14 sheds his block, and he just ha- tackles him in the backfield. That was um, defensive lineman John Gilbert. He just shed the block there, Bain Barentine, and, and made the tackle in the backfield, loss of four. I don't know if both of the defensive fronts are more athletic than offensive fronts, but it looks like it so far. We're yeah. just we're just getting beat. They're running three and four man front. We got five down linemen and we can't block them. Yeah, but, and they're they're coming virtually. They nearly look unblocked. Yeah, uh, they're just shedding the block real quick. So it's second down and uh, thirteen for Fort Payne. Barnes is in shotgun now. Takes the snap. He's looking again to Connor Cash on this left side. Throws it up again. Connor's there, and he makes the catch. Nice catch, Connor. Inside Southside territory. Wow, what a play. First to 10, Fort Payne. Picks up about 30 yards, 35 yards on that play. Went right back to it. That's the same pass that he threw a little bit short that Connor couldn't get back to. 
that time he did, and Fort Payne's in business. Another good adjustment by Connor just to make the catch. Yeah. And we've had that conversation trying to target Connor more, and, and they did on that play. Nice play, pick up. Fort Payne inside of south side territory. There's a snap. Hands to Dubose. Runs up the middle. He's got running room. He's at the 40. He's at the 35. He's down to the 31-yard line. Picks up another first down for Fort Payne. Caden Dubose. That looked like Caden Dubose week one, week two right there. So nice run on that play there. Maybe using the pass to set up the run to get the defensive backs pushed back a little bit. And as you said, Coach, Coach Elmore being real uh, – Thoughtful on how many times he gives a ball. Caden, not with a lot of play in time. Yep. Worried about his endurance. Going to give to Caden this play as well. Runs right side. He's got a little bit of running room. Picks up four or five yards. It's kind of hard to tell from our position on the field. But it was part of positive yardage. Coming down just about to hit the one-minute mark in the first quarter. Fort Payne is driving. They're down at the south side, 26-yard line. Yeah, good hold by the offensive line on that On that when actually Caden had a hold to get there. Yep. Backer slides downhill, makes the tackle. That was that zone play where you just kind of try to get in front of somebody and move them forward, and Caden found a little crease and picked up several yards. Second down and five for Fort Payne. Now Marcus Ledford is offset to Barnes' right. Fakes the handoff, rolls left. Throws to Ledford in the flats, and he missed him. Oh, my goodness. Had Marcus wide open and a lot of running room. That defensive end, did you see that naked boot? The defensive end didn't even have an idea, any idea that Jake Barnes had the ball. He didn't have to block him. But Jake just a little off on that pass. Marcus Ledford had lots. I tell you what, Jake Barnes could have run for about 15 yes, yards on that without even throwing it to Marcus. Nice play design there. It's 42 seconds left in the first quarter. Now it's third and five, Fort Payne. They've got a trips bunch formation on the top side. Aiken's in now at running back. Adame comes in motion to this near side. Going to throw up to Cash again. He's got him up in the end zone. Touchdown, Connor Cash. There you go. Oh, there's a flag on the play. Personal foul, roughing the passer against south side. The play will stand. That's a 26-yard touchdown pass from Jake Barnes to Connor Cash. Four pains up, six to nothing. That's straight cash, homie. We don't write no checks or credit cards. That was cash. That's it. Connor, you know, the Connors out there on the island, the defensive back is one-on-one, -on -one and that's they see that going to him three or four straight times. Connor, I, you know, I, you're going to throw it to Connor. Got that good speed, good hands, able to adjust the ball. Good throw by Barnes. Yeah. You're going to uh, – it'll be interesting to see if they try to do some change up on who that corner is, either giving him some uh, cushion – or they're going to have to swap up a defensive back because Connor may have 150 yards receiving tonight. There's the kick by McPherson. It's up, and it is good. Fort Payne strikes first. 36 seconds left in the first quarter. 7 to nothing. Fort Payne. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC.
All right, 36 seconds left in the first quarter. Four paint strikes first. It's seven to nothing. Most of that drives Connor Cash. Picks up about 35 yards on a second down play. And on that third down play, picks up a 26-yard touchdown catch. And four paint leads seven to nothing. Well, a big difference, too, Brian, in that, in that drive. We, we were able to run the ball a little bit. It was yep. three and four yards a carry. It wasn't tackling the backfield. Yep. And all of a sudden, the defensive coordinator with Scottsburg, uh, Southside excuse me, starts having to make some uh, big decisions. All right, the, McPherson was kicking, and they stopped the play. Not sure what happened. They're going to reset that one. And Alex will have to, somebody have to climb the fence and go get the ball and bring him back another one. They blew that one dead as Alex was approaching it. So they'll throw another one out there to him. There was a personal foul uh, roughing the passer against uh, Southside on that touchdown play. So four paints kicking off from the Southside 45-yard line. I kind of wish they would skip the formality. Let's just go ahead and put it on the 20. And <laughs> right. I think the last one went through the upright. Yeah, I think it hit in the woods. No, they run a – oh, my goodness. Fort Payne tried an onside kick on that second attempt, and Southside, Southside, to their credit, was ready for it, and they grab it, and they're going to start at the 35-yard line, which really it's – not, that's not a bad risk. It's really – it's not a costly – it's not as costly if you're kicking off from the 40 over here. You know, with that 15-yard penalty, they're still starting in their own territory. Well, that ball rose two more yards. We're brilliant. But yeah. when it does that, you start questioning. But that's, I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with that call at that time of the game, especially after he'd already kicked one deep. Four Payne's going to double-team this wide out over here. They've got Bennett Blanks out here and throwing it up the middle. Catch made by number two. Crosses, gets to midfield. That's going to be a first, time, first down by Southside. That's number two. Damon Hitchcock, Fort Payne doubled up, number one over here, brought Bennett Blanks up in a press formation and had Hayden Harrell as a deep corner. They had two guys on them and on this end. Southside comes out in trips formation down to this near side, single receiver top side. They may try to just start throwing it. They're not going to be able to run against this defensive front, and they may try to start loosening Fort Payne up with some pass. There's the snap. Neesmith looks down the middle. He's got a receiver, throws it over the middle. It's a little bit overthrown. Aikens in trailing formation. Tried to hit Hitchcock again down the middle and just overthrew him. It'll be second down and 10 at the 50-yard line. Again, big score by Fort Payne. You, you already feel it with Southside. They, they're starting to feel a little pressure. Offense changing a little bit. You're seeing some changes. Uh, Trying to get one over here, it looks like on an island, a little bit like what we're doing with Connor. Yeah. yeah they're trying to get a little bit of help for him over here. Three seconds left in the first quarter. This will be the last play of this quarter. There's the snap. Nee Smith looking back, looking across the middle again. No, he throws to the left side. It's complete for about seven yards. That's the last play of the first quarter. Fort Payne leads seven to nothing. Let's take a one minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, 
If you want it, we've got it. We've got a slingshot over there if anybody wants to come by and look at it. Um, we're going to be running all summer long from uh, 8.30 in the morning till probably 6, 7 o'clock at night. It depends on how long it takes us to do it. But we want to invite everybody to come out here and see us. We're on Highway 35. We're here by Walmart. Great inventory to choose from. We've got great finance. And listen, guys, we can't do it without you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Bobby Ledbetter is always uh, willing to say, get the best deal no matter what. Let's not let them leave without a car. So y'all come down here and see us. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. About to start the second quarter. Southside has a third and three at the Fort Payne 43-yard line. Southside has twins receivers on the top side, single receiver on this bottom side, and a wing back here. Nee Smith takes the snap. He's looking to this left side. Throws a little hitch route, and it's almost picked. Oh, it's almost picked off by Seth Williams. Nice play by Seth Williams in coverage. And they call that. It is incomplete. It's going to be fourth down. I thought he was going to try to call that complete in a fumble. A really good play. And I was just about to say, if you look at these corners on, on the outside receivers, our corners are playing eight to ten. So you're thinking hot route quick. Because that's on, and we have to honor that arm yeah. by staying eight to ten. So yep. that's. Southside's going to go, or looks like they're going to go for it. They're lined up. It's fourth and three. Nee Smith takes the snap. He's looking to the right side. Has a little. Slant pattern, it is caught for a first down south side. That's Roberts. Cody Roberts on the first down catch. That's one of those where, Britt, you've got to honor that. You're right. I mean, if you can make that passing catch, then you get first down. But I don't know that you can bite much harder than that if you're Hayden Harrell without risking a, a pump and go, a, a slant and go. So first down south side at the Fort Payne 35-yard line. Nee Smith in shotgun formation. Got Grizzard at the running back. Hands off to Grizzard. Not much there. Tackle made by Heisman Brown. No gain. Good job by Heisman just staying with the uh, tackle there. Yeah. He, he breaks Heisman's, and he's, he's probably going to run 10, 12, yeah. 15 yards. That's true. No gain on that play. Daryl Prater out. Solace Homer in. No, excuse me, Hayden Presley. Hayden Presley in for Daryl Prater. It's second and ten. Neesmith has now got two running backs. One of them is the wideout, uh, Hitchcock. Now runs Grizzard out in motion, looking right side for nothing. There's nothing there. Oh, and he gets hit in the backfield by Alex Akins. Big, big loss on the play. Nice play, Alex Akins. Looked like they may have been setting up a screen, maybe. It's hard to tell, but it's a big loss for the south side, and it's going to be third and very, very long. Third and 20 for Southside. Be interesting to see what kind of defense Fort Payne plays on this. How much cushion and where they try to bring pressure from. Southside's going to go with trips receivers to this near side. Single receiver top side. That's Roberts. He's the dangerous one. They're going to probably send out. Yeah, they do send out Bennett Blanks. He's going to apex, which means he splits the difference between that tackle. No, actually, he's going head up, Roberts, just to give him some cushion and some help. Come back to the wide receiver screen. They try to throw a screen, which is crazy because Bennett is in press coverage on him. Not sure what that play call was about. but Everything changes when you get that kind of pressure up front. <laughs> also, you wonder how long Naseby is going to keep control 
the mind wise as far as looking downfield. There's so much yeah. pressure. Yeah. He's starting to feel it when there's not pressure, and you can see it. And also, as a coaching staff, you start to feel that pressure, and you want to get rid of it earlier. Yeah. And you throw the hot route even in the press and uh, take a chance at the interception. Yeah. Good yeah. job by Fort Payne. Fort Payne's playing lights out defense. They are. They're playing really solid defense right now. Just under 10 minutes left in the half. Fort Payne leads seven to nothing. It's outside punts. There's the kick. It's a wobbly spiral to the sideline, to the far side. Takes a south side bounce. My goodness. And goes into the end zone. Boy, Brandon Oliver needs to get away from that. Anyway, it's going to be uh, first and 10 Fort Payne from the 20. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Rent, buy, or repair your instruments at Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours cleaned. Located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. So first and 10, Fort Payne from their own 20-yard line. Barnes goes under center. We've got a tight package here, twins on the top and twins on the bottom, but they're in tight. Caden Dubose in at running back. Adame in, in uh, motion to the top side. Dubose finds a little bit of a hole, gains about four yards. Nice pickup on first down. You know, you kind of get used to these big gashing runs, but four yards on first down is a good pickup even though it doesn't feel like it in this kind of game. <laughs> Second down and six, Fort Payne. 9.28 left in the half. Fort Payne leads seven to nothing. Trying to establish that run against that south side defense. That big veteran offensive line trying to move some bodies down front. Barnes is flanked by two running backs, Ledford and Dubose. Takes the snap. He hands to Ledford this time. Looking for a little bit of running room. He might have gained a yard. It's going to be third down and four, Fort Payne from their own 26-yard line. Once again, trying to get Marcus Ledford a little bit more involved in the offense. Coach Elmore and I spoke about that at our meeting this week and how much they've been able to, to target a lot of different players. There's a stop in play. There's a whistle there. I don't know what that was for. It doesn't appear to be anything. Hold on. Not sure what this is. Officials are trying to tell something about something going on on the field. 24 is asked to leave the field. I don't know if that's. We've been seeing a lot of equipment violations lately. A lot of those calls in these games. So it's third down and four, Fort Payne. 8.44 left in the half. Big third down right here. Yeah, it would be nice to pick this one up. Dubose in a pistol formation behind Barnes in shotgun. There's the snap. He drops back. He's looking left side. Throws to Marcus Ledford. He's got room to run. He's past the 50, to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. He stumbles and lands at the 15-yard line. First and 10, Fort Payne inside the red zone. Nice throw and catch from from Barnes to Ledford, I almost called him Patrick Barnes. Jake Barnes to Marcus Ledford, a big pickup, and a first down Fort Payne inside the 20-yard line of Southside. Well, you talked about Marcus getting, you know, Coach Elmore saying getting Marcus the ball more back-to-back, handoff inside, then throw down the field. Beautiful Ooh. throw and catch. I'm tell you what, this offense has developed with Jake now being able to complete the passes that he wasn't completing early in the season. This offense is starting to become very potent. There's the handoff. He gives the Cape and Dubose this right side. He's looking for the corner. He's got a little bit of running room. He's inside the 10 down to the 7. 
and close to another first down. Nice pickup by Dubos there. So it'll be second down in three, Fort Payne, inside the 10-yard line. Seven minutes and 40 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne threatening again. Barnes is under center, Dubose behind him. He takes the snap, hands to Dubose. Oh, he's got running room. He's got running room, and it's a touchdown, Fort Payne. Touchdown, Caden Dubose. And there's going to be a flag on the play. 7.23 left in the first quarter. It's 13 to nothing, Fort Payne with the point after to come. Had a little bit of uh, extra hitting after the play, and it appeared as though the referee may have caught Southside on that one. Here's the call from the official. Touchdown is good, dead ball, uns uh, personal foul against Southside. That'll be assessed on the kickoff. Well, the offense has turned it on now. Kind of really good blocking it. Had to try to figure everything out in the first quarter, and they've started dialing it in now. Jake Barnes has started hitting those passes he was missing in the first quarter, and this offense is legitimately threatening every time they're on the field. Alex McPherson into kick. Sawyer Burt to snap. Dax Varnador to hold. There's the kick. It's up, and it's away, and it is good. So with seven minutes, 23 seconds left in the half, Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is for Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. We are back. Seven minutes, 23 seconds left in the first quarter. Four paint out to a 14 to nothing lead. Because of the personal foul after that touchdown, four paint again will kick off from the south side 45-yard line. Doubt seriously they try another onside kick. Nice to see a little pooch kick here just to kind of make things interesting. McPherson approaches, and he's not even going to come close. He's going to kick it into the concession stand. South side will start at the 20-yard line. So Fort Payne, early on in the game, not able to establish a run, now has established a run. Let's see if Southside can counter. They're going to have to be able to counter punch because you got to feel like uh, just getting to Fort Payne, uh, 14 is not going to be enough for Southside. They're going to have to score more than that because Fort Payne's offense has definitely started to dial it in. You know, another thing, we had just made a point, Brian, about the corners being back at 8 to 10. When we got that pressure up front, we slid them up a little bit and took away the hot route. And also, you're not worried about running too deep. Yeah. They feel that pressure. Yeah. If you can get pressure with your front four, then, man, you can really do some damage. Hand off to Green. Right side, there's nothing there. Yeah, he picks up a little bit of yardage, maybe yard, maybe two yards. No, I think it's just one yard on that play. But there seems to be, and, and I certainly don't want to judge a kid, but seems it'll be a little bit of timidity in how Green's running the ball. He doesn't think there's going to be a hole, so he's just trying to sneak around and find one. That four-pane defensive front is really handling that up front for Southside right now. 
Naismith in the backfield, Green with him. Trips receivers on this bottom side. Single receiver, Roberts on the top side. Got to watch out for him. It's second down and nine. Neesmith takes the snap. He drops back. He's going to look at Roberts. Oh, he does a double move. He's down the middle of the field. He's got wide open. Wide open. He's running down to the 40, the 25. He tackled at the 31-yard line. Double move in double coverage, and he still gets open. Fort Payne had the defense. They have been double covering Roberts, and he still double moved. Got off the jam of Bennett Blanks and then made a double move on uh, Hayden Harrell, and, boy, he's quick. And, and Coach told me he's their threat, and they're trying to double-team him. But it didn't work that time, so south side inside of Fort Payne territory, 31-yard line. But we talked about this, I think it was last week or maybe the week before. If you're going to quick strike all night, you're going to have a tough time. Right. You've got to be able to move and establish some, some other plays other than that. Lee Smith takes the snap. He drops and looks this left side, hits the short route to the number two, Hitchcock. He's making some people miss down to the 20-yard line. Flag comes in deep. I don't know what that was for. Surely they're not going to call a late hit on that. He never gave himself up. He's still trying to. No, they've got to wave that off if that's, well, if that's the call. He looked like he was still running and, and hadn't yeah. gone down, and so guys were still trying to go after him. I, I don't think that's a, necessarily a good call. He looked like he threw it from the, our Fort Payne yeah, band over I mean, here. He, it was a record, I promise you. <laughs> the field 60 yards, he threw it 38 yards. He did. <laughs> and what's, what's funny is he's he's nearly on the – well, he is on the sideline. He's on the cornerback here. It's the back judge. So it's first and ten south side inside the Fort Payne 20-yard line. Neesmith takes the snap, hands to Green. Left side looking for running room. Has a little bit of running room there. Picks up a couple yards down to the 12-yard line. It'll be second down in about six, maybe. It's hard to see from this angle. Prater back in on the defensive front. So that's probably, that may be the longest run of the night for their offense. It's second down and six. Inside the Fort Payne 15-yard line. Lee Smith takes the snap. Hands to green. Left side, he's got running room here. He's down inside the 10, down to the 5. He's trying to get that first down. He does get the first down. It's going to be first and goal. Nope, it's not. It's third down. Well, I can't see anything up here. Just another outside give. If you notice, Brian, they ran the same play. It was the only productive play they've had running the ball, and they ran it back to back. Yeah. Four minutes, 50 seconds left in the half. South side is now threatening. Inside the Fort Payne 10-yard line, it's third down and one. Big play for this defense to come up and stuff here. Green still in at running back. They've got a tight end on this near side. Smith. Oh, it's snapped over his head. It's snapped over his head. It's down back to the 23-yard line, and south side is going to be fourth and, wow, 15-20. Big mistake by the south side there. Snapped it over Neesmith's head, and it's fourth down. My goodness, and it's got to be 15. My goodness. So, 22-yard line, south side looks like they're going to try a field goal attempt. And here's their kicker. Let me try this again. Abdullah, again? I got the first name. It's Abdullah Alabasi. How's that? That's like, good. That worked? I think that's it. Alabasi. 
This is a 40-yard field goal attempt. Three minutes and 47 seconds left. There's the snap. There's a hold. Oh, he bobbles the snap. And it's down at the 30-yard line. Fort Payne's going to take over. So, once again, the Fort Payne defense holds, and they'll take over at the south side at their own 30-yard line. Boy, you just hang around, isn't it? You just hang around. There's a flag on the play. What is it? I think we're going to get a sideline warning here. Well, I'll tell you what, that's really hard with this sideline the way it's set up. Line everybody up against this fence. I would think Coach Prater and Coach Varnador are going to come down here and try to figure out that little sweep to the left side that they ran twice to green on that series. Three minutes and 40 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne takes over at the 30-yard line. Caden Dubose in it running back. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Dubose, looking for some running room. Not much there, but he still picks up maybe two. Be second down and eight. Really made uh, something out of nothing there. Caden Dubose. Yeah, Caden was actually hitting the backfield. Did it? You hit it on the button, and Brian. He everything he could get to get to two or three yards. Good job by Caden. Just extra effort. Yeah. Be interesting to see what types of risks Coach Elmore takes here with going under three minutes left in the half. Probably about the time this ball snapped. Barnes goes under center. Dubose behind him. Got two wing backs on both sides. Barnes takes the snap. He fakes the handoff. He looks for a corner route. He's got Connor Cash over there. He makes the catch at the south side 45-yard line. First down, Connor Cash. My goodness. My goodness. Connor's showing out tonight. I think he may be close to 100 yards receiving just in this first half. Four paint in business now at the south side 44-yard line. Two minutes and 50 seconds left in the half, and they lead 14 to nothing. Four paint comes out, twins. They got trips receivers on this near side, a single receiver top side. Dubose is still in at running back. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Dubose, left side, I mean right side. He comes, tries to get the corner. There's going to be a holding call on this play. Picks up about five yards, but it looks like that's going to get called back for holding. Talked about, uh, I don't know if he's bouncing that and it should be bouncing it or if he's not letting the hole develop. But uh, usually those kinds of plays are meant to hit up in the middle. So Fort Payne will be pushed back 10 yards. It's going to be first down and uh, about 18, maybe uh, May 19. Yeah, the bigger pickups we've had has been inside the tackles, and when we've gone off tackle, I, I don't, we lose a little strength out there. I don't know what's happening, but I, I believe he rang at tackle and tried to bounce it outside. You hit it dead on, and they strung it out perfect. Yeah. So Fort Payne now back in their own territory. Two minutes and 13 seconds left in the half. Adame in motion. There's a flag. Must be a procedure penalty there. Mm. All right, guys, can't keep going backwards. Another five-yard penalty from Fort Payne. It'll be first and 24. Two minutes, 10 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne doing a little bit of shooting themselves in the foot right now. Dubose out. And uh, Aikens in, maybe? Yep, Alex Aikens in at running back now. They've got Sawyer Burt and Marcus Ledford at wingback formation. Barnes is under center. Hands the ball to Aikens up the middle. Picks up a few yards, not much, maybe not anything. It's going to be second down and long. Seven, 
Coach Elmore seems to be content not to necessarily push the offense too much right now. Can't say that I blame him up 14 to nothing. It's second down and 23. Barnes is in shotgun. Aikens behind him in the pistol. Takes the snap. He looks his left side, throwing the out to Adami. Makes the catch. Picks up about five yards. Still going to be third and long, but still a nice pitch and catch from Jake Barnes to Ricky Adame. We'll be under one minute, going under one minute now. Left in the half, Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. Really got to be pleased with the, uh, certainly with the defense. Defense is just stout right now. Other than a couple of big plays, they've held strong. Third down and long, Fort Payne. Got trips receivers topside, single receiver bottom side. Barnes going to throw just a quick out to Adame. Threw it quicker than he was ready, and it's going to be fourth down. 37 seconds left in the half. Coach Elmore didn't like how quick Jake released that, and uh, Fort Payne's going to have to punt. Alex McPherson on to punt. Number two, Damon Hitchcock back deep for Southside. No. Fort Payne has got Alex in to attempt a field goal. So, well, my goodness. This would be a 70-yard field goal if he makes this. All right, well, we're going to find out. McPherson in for a long field goal attempt. There's the snap. There's the hold. There's the kick. It's on its way. It's in the back of the end zone. It goes out of the back of the end zone. He got a big leg on that and came up just a few yards short. <laughs> that is so <laughs> – my goodness. Isn't that fun to watch? You never know, boy. You're about to see history. We'd get the call on ESPN. <laughs> if he makes that, I, I might leave you with it for the broadcast for a little bit and run down there and give him a hug. If I'd have thought about talk, uh, ESPN, I'd have started talking over you, just in case. <laughs> As Coach Elmore has told me several times, Four Payne is definitely willing to do that because you know that, eight, uh, that McPherson is going to get it into the end zone, which means the opposing team is going to start at the 20 anyway, so might as well give it a shot. And I mean, the ball lands in the back of the end zone. Yeah, I mean. there's no way they're going to have a return on that. 31 seconds left in the half. Southside takes over at their own 20. Let's see what they can put together here right before the half. Give up the middle to Grizzard for about three yards. Gets turned upside down by, uh, is that Aikens? Looked like Alex hit him low. Four, and uh, Southside content to let the clock run out, down under 15 seconds. They don't have to run a play if they don't want to. And it looks like they're just going to go to half down 14. Yep. So that's going to be the end of the half. Fort Payne really looks good in this first half. Leads Southside 14 to nothing. And listen to the crowd giving the, the boys an applause. So your halftime score, Fort Payne 14, Southside 0. Uh, since we're away, our band will be up first. Let's take a two-minute break, and the Fort Payne band should be up first. Uh, two-minute break, this is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. 
We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC.
folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. We've got a slingshot over there if anybody wants to come by and look at it. Um, we're going to be running all summer long from uh, 8.30 in the morning till probably 6, 7 o'clock at night. It depends on how long it takes us to do it. But we want to invite everybody to come out here and see us. We're on Highway 35 over here by Walmart. Great inventory to choose from. We've got great finance. And listen, guys, we can't do it without you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Bobby Ledbetter is always uh, willing to say, get the best deal no matter what. Let's not let them leave without a car. So y'all come down here and see us. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. Hey, I'm Webb Mason. I'm here with your score update at halftime. It's halftime here at Fort Payne versus Southside. Fort Payne leads 14-0. Second quarter, Collinsville versus Plainview. Plainview leads 21-0. Second quarter, Crossville versus Fairview. Fairview leads 49-0. Second quarter, Geraldine versus Sylvania. Sylvania leads 21 to 7. Second quarter, Boaz versus Douglas. Boaz leads 28 to 0. First quarter, Asbury versus Brindley Mountain. They're tied at 0. Second quarter, Sprigville versus Pell City. Pell City leads 14 to 7. First quarter, Skeetuk versus Cleveland. They're tied 0 to 0. Second quarter, Gadsden versus uh, Cleveland Panthers is 54 to 0. Second quarter, Sardis versus West Point. West Point leads 7 to 0. First quarter, Scottsburg versus Onanta, 0 to 0. Second quarter, Cedar Bluff versus Gelsel. Cedar Bluff leads 3 to 0. Second quarter, Pisgah versus Otter. Pisgah leads 16 to 0. First quarter, Valley Head versus Coosa Christian. They're tied at zero. Second quarter, Glencoe versus Ohatchee. 25, Ohatchee leads 25 to zero. First quarter, Spring Garden versus Westbrook Christian. Spring Garden leads 14 to zero. Second quarter, Oxford versus Arab. Arab leads 17 to seven. Second quarter, Piedmont versus Pleasant Valley. Piedmont leads 42 to zero. First quarter, Hoover versus Spain Park. Hoover leads 7-3. Second quarter, Etowah versus Hansel. Etowah leads 44-0. That's all the scores for halftime. Thank you. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, 
the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. cycling trip. Uh, tell us a little bit about what it took to prepare for that and how, how, how it happened and what you what you thought about it. Okay, so uh, you know this is actually the first game that I had missed since I've been at the high school. Pretty big deal. Well yeah and it, you know Becca you y'all handled the game it was great that wasn't I knew y'all were going to be able to do it. I had not planned on missing a game and I had scheduled this like months in advance, so I didn't realize that we was gonna have a game that week. I thought it was gonna be a jamboree. So, you know, the whole thing about that, I try to be like really motivational with a class and I'm constantly telling y'all, you know this, that y'all can do anything you wanna do. You can be anything you wanna be if you just wanna do that bad enough. So, you know, I enter this 355 mile mountain bike race that I know is gonna be rough because I'm not a mountain bike guy, I'm a road guy. And when I get involved in that race, before, way before the race, when I'm training, I realize, hey, I gotta finish that. I can't drop out because in that particular race, the dropout rate uh, is 50%. So at least 50, and when I was in it, it was 70. So at least 70% of the riders that started that race in South Carolina dropped out the first day or the second day and so i'm thinking in my mind i can't drop out because what are those kids going to think they're they're going to think that you can't do whatever you want to do so i kind of walk myself into a corner but but it you know just ride a lot of riding a lot of climbing uh like i say it's 355 miles and it's like 50,000 feet elevation gain so uh, you were climbing every day, all day. And we rode the Penhody Trail um, loosely, the Penhody. It was in and out like we rode by the Tacoa River. We actually had to cross a river uh, on our bicycles, uh, crossed a bunch of creeks, streams, a lot of mud, uh, a lot of briar scratches on arms. Uh, it took several weeks for that to heal. And I, the, around my ankles, it was poison oak, bad. So I had it all over the lower half of my legs. Uh, if I'd have really been thinking about it, I would have wore some things that you can put down around your ankles that, that stop you or protect you from that kind of stuff. So anyway, I don't know. Uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of pain, but I enjoyed it. And it was, I mean, to be able to finish that, uh, the first try, that was, uh, I couldn't believe it today I got it's that. It's definitely something you'll be able to talk about for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely remember it. I, You know, I'll never forget it. Now, I've done some longer rides, but, you know, not, uh, I've never done anything that challenging. Um, so, hey, that's enough talking about me. Uh, why don't you talk about, talk about what you think you're going to do when you graduate. What is it you want to do? Uh, I'm wanting to. I'm wanting to do something in the electrical field, you know, in the society we live in, everything revolves around electricity and really you could do anything that involves electricity and make a lot of money. So, uh, and I kind of enjoy it, 
you know, it's a new thing. So uh, that's that's what I'm looking into is being like an electrician or something like that. Uh, hey, I see one of our students. We need to get, come over here, Reese. Uh, let's get Reese on here. Let's talk to Reese. For, come here, Reese. So this is Reese. This is one of my students at the high school. And Reese, what do you do during the game? Uh, I film for the team on the high pod, sir, to catch the footage. So you film for coach? Yes, sir. What are you doing on Saturdays? Game down um, college game day. <laughs> now, have you been doing some stuff at the radio station? Oh yes, sir. WZOB. After home games at Fort Payne, we'll go. I'll go up there, do scores for them, help them out. Okay. Yes, sir. That's good. Uh, so, the. Do you you already know a lot about football? I mean, do, does this kind of help you learn even more the things that you're filming? Oh, being around the team and just picking up things from coaches and stuff, it's helped me a lot. I know more than I've ever known here. You're also building a hype video right now, too. <laughs> yes, sir. We're planning to have that out by homecoming. I think it's going to look great. CC and I've been working on it. It's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. Uh, hey, I think we're going to go to a commercial break. And uh, so why don't we take a minute and a half, two-minute break, and when we come back, uh, Brian will pick it up again. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back with Coach Elmore. Coach, you got me? Yes. Well, it uh, looked like we had both teams had some trouble establishing the run in the first quarter. You guys started loosening them up, particularly with Connor Cash passes. Uh, what's your assessment of the first half? Yeah, we, we were having a hard time running the ball, but they're kind of piling everybody in there. And, and like you said, you said it right, we hit a couple of deep shots, which is good. I think they backed off us a little bit, uh, but we're still going to have to be able to, to, to balance in, throwing the ball down the field, but also running the football effectively. Yeah, the defense seemed to be pretty dominant. What was your message? to the team at half to keep this momentum up. Yeah, I think the challenge is you played a good first half, but that's not going to be enough. we got to play another good half, and if we don't play another good half, we won't win. I mean, it's just a 14-point ball game that can turn around in a hurry, and uh, we got to play even better this half or, or we won't win the ball game. Okay, thanks a lot, Coach. Hearing thoughts from Coach Elmore, just a, a little bit of an update from, from the half. Fort Payne with about 200 yards, well, actually 199 uh, in yardage, total yardage for the first half. Um, 
Jake Barnes, 5 of 10 for 152 yards, 88 of that to Connor Cash on three catches, uh, 60 of that on one catch from Marcus Ledford, um, and then holding Southside to 112 yards of offense. This is a Southside offense that put up 35 points on Oxford. Now, even though Oxford may be down, that's still Oxford. So only 112 yards at the half is pretty good by this Fort Payne defense. Scoring updates around the region. Uh, Oxford is down to Arab uh, at Arab, 17 to 10. Of course, Fort Payne is leading 14 to nothing here. And Pell City and Springville are knotted at 14 apiece. Uh, Aniana is up 21 to nothing on Scottsboro at the half. That's a non-region game. Of course, Scottsboro lost their quarterback last week with a separated shoulder, so they're starting a freshman. Uh, clock is running down. Uh, Southside is taking the field. They'll receive the second half kick. And Fort Payne is, is lined up, and I'm getting attacked up here by Locus. My goodness, one just landed on my shoulder. I thought a parrot had landed on me, Britt. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> scared, me to, scared me to death. I thought something was grabbing me and taking me away. The pterodactyl dropped down here and got me. Uh, clock's running down. Fort Payne will kick. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see on this first series, particularly because you know as well as I do, when you're in that defensive huddle, you're like, hey, we need to establish right now, three and out. Let's get off the field quick because you know they're going to come up with some tweaks. If they're, if they're as well coached as they seem to have been all year, they're going to make a halftime adjustments to try to break through that Fort Payne defense. So what will uh, Coach Prater and Coach Varnador work together to, to make happen? Yeah, first quarter and a half. You know they're going to make adjustments, of course, at halftime, Brian, but uh, first quarter and a half, south side, nearly zero offensive yards just rushing the ball. You notice it that right before half in that last possession, they had two or three gives. They were eight or ten yards and could have been broken, so they found a little bit there. So hopefully we can uh, hold them where we want them. Yep. Fort Payne will kick from our left to our right. South side number two, Damon Hitchcock back to receive. There's the kick by McPherson. It is deep, and it's out of the back of the end zone. South side will start at the 20. So let's see what this Fort Payne defense can do. Uh, you, you don't think you can have a whole lot of halftime adjustments when you put a zero up on the board. And let's see if they can maintain this zero. They had four quarters of it last week, two quarters of it this week. Trying to remember back before then when the last point scored against this Fort Payne defense. Uh, Southside comes out. Neesmith at quarterback, Green at running back. They've got twins receivers on the top side with a tight end and a single receiver, Hitchcock, down here. Neesmith takes the snap. He's looking right side. Now to the middle of the field, throws over the middle of the field, and it's picked off by Kobe King. Kobe King picks it off inside of Southside territory. Nice play on the first down, Kobe King. Neesmith looking for Roberts across the middle of the field, just like Jake was struggling in the first quarter, overthrows him, and Kobe King's right there. So, uh, go ahead. Four Payne slowly figuring this out, too, with Neesmith, with a great arm, but you know, in the first half, we see that 8-10 to 10 on the corners, and the corners are walking up, but they're dropping on the snap count, which is giving him a, a, a whole different look, yeah. which is uh, really putting a lot of pressure on Naismith. So nice start to the half for Fort Payne. First play of the half by Southside. Fort Payne intercepts inside of Southside territory. Barnes under center. Ledford in motion. Hands off to Aikens, this right side down here. Uh, picks up maybe one yard. It'll be second down and nine. 
as Coach Elmore mentioned in our halftime talk, he really still wants to try to establish that run game. And uh, particularly in a game like this, when you're up 14 to nothing, you'd like for your offense to, at the very least, bleed some time off that clock. Yeah, still getting out quick there on that front end a little bit uh, going downhill. But uh, that defensive front for Southside is out quick in our uh, offensive line. Yeah, doing a really good job. Now we've got quads receivers on the top side. Now they're going to shift. Ledford, Adame, and Burt to this near side. Puts Connor again one-on-one out it on does. top. Fakes the handoff. This mm. time, oh, he looks into flats, and he got Ledford. Oh, he's down inside the 20 and the 30. He's down to the 22-yard line. Nice pickup. Nice composure by Jake Barnes on that play. Had the defensive end right in his face and still completed it to Marcus Ledford. Wow. I was about to say a great job of just getting rid of it and getting us back to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> I agree. Super, super play. If he had just been able to throw it away, that would have been nice. Yes. But he was able yes. to get it to Ledford, and Fort Payne picks up a first down. Boy, I tell you what, Jake Barnes is looking good. That nice play, Jake. That, that defensive end said, you fooled me once. He did. Yeah, that was the same bootleg that he fooled him on that last time. Run up the middle to Aikens. Picks up a couple yards on first down. Fort Payne still trying to establish that run game. Caden Dubose and, and uh, Braden Wooten coming in. Akins and Cash out. Yeah, that was very impressive by Jake on that play to be able to, to, to turn, see it, because that's naked. I mean, there's nothing there. You turn around and there's the defensive end. And like you said, he, he we got him on that first time, and he didn't get fooled on that one. Barnes under center, Dubose behind him. Takes the snap. He hands to Dubose this right side. Finds a little bit of a crease. He's down to the 15. He's inside to the 10. It's going to be another first down, Fort Payne, right on the 10-yard line. So that will be first and goal, Fort Payne, at the south side 10-yard line. Cash back in. Adame out. Fort Payne going from the huddle. Would be big to go up 21 right now. Jake Barnes under center. Dubose behind him. He hands to him left side. Finds a little bit of a hole. Tries to break a tackle. Make, picks up two yards. It'll be second and goal from the eight-yard line. Adame comes in. Wooten out. Barnes comes to the sideline to get the play from Coach Elmore. Nine minutes, 18 seconds left in the, first, in the third quarter. Fort Payne threatening after the interception by Kobe King. You know, everybody, the line's getting flat, so you, you could look for a T-pop right here with the tight end. Yep. Fakes the handoff, throws to the flats. Oh, he had Ledford. Maybe he needed a defensive end in his face to be able to complete that pass. That time he didn't have pressure and just overthrew Marcus Ledford in the flats, and Ledford had room to run if he completes it. But even though he didn't complete it, and it is third down and goal from the nine-yard line, just knowing that it's there, Causes them linebackers to think, uh-oh, i got to be careful about everything. So it's third and goal, Fort Payne from the nine-yard line. Barnes is under center. Dubose behind him. Takes the snap. Hands to Dubose up the middle. Picks up a couple yards down to the seven-yard line. It'll be fourth down, and Fort Payne's going to go with a field goal attempt. There's a flag on the play on the far side. Let's see what that's about. Doesn't appear anybody knows what's going on. Cornerback got his arms up. That's a personal foul against Fort Payne. 
that's going to back them up. That's a dead ball foul, so to still be fourth down, this field goal attempt will be much longer for Alex McPherson. Ball back to the 22-yard line. It's going to be a 40-yard attempt, right at a 40-yard attempt for Alex. Eight minutes, 46 seconds left in the third quarter. Sawyer Burt to snap, Dax Varnador to hold. It's actually a 39-yard field goal attempt. There's the snap, ball's down, kicks away, kick is up, and it is good. So with eight minutes, 27 seconds left in the third quarter, Fort Payne takes a 17 to nothing lead. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Fort Payne got the start that it was looking for in the second half. Interception by Kobe King on the first play by Southside. Results in a field goal attempt and, and made field goal by Alex McPherson. Fort Payne leads 17 to nothing in the uh, 8 minutes, 27 seconds left in the third quarter. Britt, any thoughts? You know, we didn't see enough from Southside to see what adjustments they have made. Fort Payne comes out, shows them a little uh, – just a little press and then drops on them, gets the interception. Yep. But it's going to be interesting to see if they can sustain a drive, what we see on this uh, yep. uh, offensive stand for. Obviously Southside. on the first play they're right. looking to pass. Right. And I don't know if that's going to become maybe their uh, establishment of trying to establish the, the pass instead of just trying to beat their head against the wall on that run. Ball fell off the tee for McPherson, so he lines it back up. We're going to start this thing over again. McPherson approaches. There's the kick. It's high, and it is deep, and it is in the uh, out of the back of the end zone. South side has started the 20. So hopefully the defense can keep up the momentum they gained on that first play of the second half. Good to see Daryl Prater out there again. Hope that ankle's holding up right now. They were concerned about that midweek. Got a high ankle sprain. He didn't practice several days this week, and uh, – He's out there right now. Coach Elmarin talked about if, if he can just keep a double team, if he can just hold a double team off of some other guys and make some other guys be able to make some plays, then that's good enough for what he can do out there. Trips receivers top side, single receiver this near side. South side first and 10. Neesmith takes the snap. He's looking to the right side. Nothing there. Got room to run up the middle. He's going to pick up another first down. Skill got more room to run. Breaks to the sideline. Now he falls down. Kobe King hits into the 40, and that's going to be a late hit. He kept looking like he wanted to fall down. And there's about three times during that run that he looked like he was trying to fall to the ground. But then he realized, hey, I don't have to. I'll stay up. And that last time, Kobe King was already in launch position and then couldn't hold up, so he hit him. That probably is a good call, but it's still maybe a little bit ticky-tack. But it's going to give Southside 15 more yards and put them inside Fort Payne territory. 
But as we mentioned in the first half, Britt, if, if, if you can't establish just your base plays and you're relying on stuff like this, it's going to be a long, long night. night. You're right. You've got to be able to establish your base plays. All right, first and 10 south side at the Fort Payne 45-yard line. Neesmith takes the snap. He drops back, looking left side, throws across the middle, and it is broken up. Nice play by Seth Williams. Tried to complete the pass to Damon Hitchcock on a little end pattern, and Seth Williams broke on it nicely and broke it up. Good play. Second down and 10 south side. Good pressure up front again by Fort Payne. Even, even on the long run by Naismith, Daryl barely misses sacking him for about a four- or five-yard loss, but uh, that's just that athletic ability from yep. Naismith. So it's second down and 10 south side at the Fort Payne 45-yard line. Fort Payne looks like it's kind of playing a soft man coverage. Trips receivers top side, single receiver bottom side. Naismith drops back, and he's under pressure. He's going to go down. He tries to get it away. My goodness, that's a mm, mm, mm. It's going to be interference on Alex Akins, but that's really, I'm not sure what else he could have done on that play. Naismith just threw it up as a prayer because he had three or four defensive linemen in his face, and Alex trying to make a play on the ball, really not much he could have done there. And, and, and incidentally hits the receiver, but it's going to be an interference call. Probably by the book. It was, yeah. but could have easily gone either way perfect on those, both of those. Perfect storm for Fort Payne, too, because it, you, we, we get him. He's nearly in the grasp. He's nearly caught in the grasp. But Alex breaks on the ball, breaking on it on the arm that Naismith has, and Naismith doesn't get half the velocity. And it yeah. causes some mistiming, and I think that causes the collision. Yeah. Probably the correct call, but Fort Payne doesn't like it, and I don't really either. But it's first and ten. Southside at the Fort Payne 30-yard line. There's a timeout, and Southside's going to have to take a timeout here. Let's take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. Seven minutes, 48 seconds left in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 17 to nothing. Southside just calls a timeout. While they're getting back on the field, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Not Your Mama's Deli. Opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturdays. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only fresh ingredients, live musical entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. You're hearing this live on FPTV. It's first and 10 south side at the Fort Payne 30-yard line. 30 of these yards, 25 of these yards have been on Fort Payne penalties that have given new life to the Southside offense. Neesmith drops back. He's under pressure again. He's got run to, room to run again. Trying to find room. He's going to end up picking up another first down. Fort Payne defense getting a lot of pressure, but Neesmith is getting out of those tackles and making yardage. So I don't know if they need to go to some kind of robber, put a defensive back or a linebacker in there in the middle just to rob him and spy him. But uh, Neesmith finding running room here, and it's another first down Southside on the Fort Payne 16-yard line. 
Seven minutes, 22 seconds left in the third quarter. Green in the backfield. Gets the handoff from Neesmith. Goes right side. Gets the corner. Picks up a couple more yards. He's down inside the 10. He's down to the six-yard line. There's a flag. This one may come back. Flag dropped at the feet of Daryl Prater. Looks like that may be a hold or a chop block. Usually in the area of that. First down pickup on the run, but I think this one's going to come back. Yep, it's a chop block against Southside. That's going to be a 15-yard penalty. Put them at first and 25. Back to the 30-yard line. You know, that's that's really the reason Daryl's in the ankle brace. Uh, yeah, Scottsboro, Scottsboro knew they couldn't block him, and they hit him high and hit him low, and they hit his knees all night, and I understand he, you know, a helmet to the ankle, and that's why he's in the brace tonight. Yeah. But, uh, that's tough when you're that good, and you have to use those kind of tactics right. to block him. Right. So it's first down and 24 south side at the Fort Payne 30-yard line. Once again, this defense trying not to break here on this second drive of the second half from south side. Neesmith in the shotgun formation. Takes the snap. He drops back. He's looking down the middle of the field. He's under pressure again, and he's going to go down this time. Fort Payne takes him down at the 38-yard line on a big loss. Several Wildcats getting through. And, uh, man, this what we used to call 60-pass which is that five-step drop, and in a shotgun, it's really only three steps. You can't let these plays develop. They're not allowed the, the deeper routes, the 10, the 15, the 20-yard routes. They're not able to establish the route route uh, the routes because the defensive line is in the face of Neesmith very quickly. So it's going to be second down and 32 now. South side way behind the sticks here. Got trips receivers on the top side, single receiver on this bottom side. Neesmith takes the snap. He drops back. Here comes pressure again. He gets hit again. He gets this one complete to Hitchcock down to the 20-yard line. A big, big pickup, but it's going to be third and 10, Britt. 22-yard <laughs> pickup, and they still got 10 more to go. This feels like flag football. We're definitely mirroring Neesmith now. We've got a defensive back coming in, just as you said, just kind of a robber slash mirror, uh, just keeping him – Honest on the draw. Yeah. Was that Devin Wells? It looked like Devin Wells. On the, yeah. oh, was it 24? Okay, yeah. Bennett Blanks Bennett on that. Blanks, yeah. So it's third down. Actually, it's third and 13 now for Southside at the Fort Payne 18-yard line. There's the snap. Nice There's Bennett the snap. again. Is he coming again? He's coming off the edge. Gets it. Uh, that's low to the ground. It is incomplete. So it'll be fourth down Southside. I'm not sure that they're not going to go for this. They had no success on the field goal attempt before, but they're going to try another one. Try to cut into this Fort Payne lead and get some points on the board. I'm trying to remember when we called the Etowah game. Did they have? Did they score any in the second half? If they didn't, that's two full games that Fort Payne has held point, uh, the opponent scoreless. Here's an attempt by Abdullah Alabasi, number 98 for Southside, 35-yard, 36-yard field goal attempt. Fort, 5.17 left in the third quarter. There's the snap. There's the hold. There's the kick. Almost blocked. Gets it away, and it is no good. Pushes it off to the right, so south side comes up empty again. Fort Payne will take over at the 20-yard line. Let me tell you about another one of our sponsors. This is American Crawl Space LLC. If you have standing water under your house, you need to call Derek at American Crawl Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space, improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for your family. You're hearing this live on FPTV. Don't miss our uh, WZOB 
scoreboard report sponsored by American Crawl Space LLC after the game, 10 to 11 o'clock on WZOB. Fort Payne starts first and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Barnes under center, Dubose in the backfield. Takes the snap, hands to Dubose right side. Got some running room, puts five, ten. He gets a first down out to the 33-yard line. First down, Caden Dubose. Nice run play on first down. Fort Payne picks up a first down. 5.05 left in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 17 to nothing. Fort Payne going from the huddle now. They come out and trips receivers topside. They got twins and Sawyer Burt's a wingback. And Adame single receiver this side. Oh, man. Come on, Andrew. Andrew Barclay jumps off sides. It's going to be a first down penalty on Fort Payne. That's all right, big man. That's all right. Just don't do it again. Isn't that right? That's it. <laughs> it's okay, son. Just don't do it again. First and 15, Fort Payne now. Barnes goes to the shotgun. Again, uh, Sawyer Birds, a wing back on this left side. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Dubose, and he's got number seven in the backfield. Nothing there. Boy, he beat that, he beat that block quick. That's number seven for south side, Ethan Light, senior defensive lineman. Just, I'm not sure. He shed that block really quick because he almost took the handoff from Barnes on that play. It's going to be second down and 18. He loses three on that. We're just about to go under four minutes left in the third quarter. Once again, Fort Payne leads 17 to nothing. Second and 18, Barnes in shotgun. Dubose behind him. Barnes takes the snap. He looks this left side. He's just going to throw it out of bounds. Boy, they picked up on something there. They... Uh, Looked like they had that fade call, that go call to Adame's side, and then right before the snap, the defensive end, maybe he read the signal. Was there a, a check off there? And uh, number three for south side, uh, Brody Johnson bails from his defensive end position and goes out on Adame, and there's no room for, to throw there. Four Payne gets south side to jump on that play, on a freeze play. They'll get five free yards there. So Fort Payne gains the five yards back from the procedure penalty, but it's now still third and 13. Maybe start to feel that this south side defense might want to try to start pressing now to make something happen. Barnes takes the snap, drops back, throws a little shovel pass underneath Dubos, picks up a few yards. There's a flag on the play again. Don't know what that one is. Looks like maybe a face mask or a horse collar. That was it? Caden was spun around quick. Did he grab his face mask? I thought he grabbed him up around the collar of the helmet. I mean, of the shoulder pads. But he may have. That's got to be a 50. If he grabbed the face mask there, that's a 15-yarder. He may not have. It may have been a holding. It's 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 in that area, though. But he, he was spun around so quickly, you think that. Oh, it's going to be holding against Fort Payne. I would yeah. think they'd decline this. Coach Elmore yeah. is looking out on the field like he saw maybe a face mask. Yeah, he, was, he was spun around I, quick. I did, he was spun around fast. I didn't see the face mask. So, Fort Payne's going to punt. Three minutes, 39 seconds left in the third quarter. They lead 17 to nothing. Four, I mean, Southside sends Hitchcock back to receive the punt. 
Alex McPherson in punt formation for Fort Payne. There's the snap. McPherson gets the kick away, and it is a high, tight, deep spiral. Sends Hitchcock back to the 17-yard line. <laughs> I don't think he knew what he was doing there. Called a fair catch and had probably 15 yards of running room when he caught the ball, and he kind of got mad at himself. So south side of start at the 17. Boy, that's a big weapon right there. Just completely turned the field over and pushed south side deep, deep. <laughs> Coach Elmore's so mad. He's yelling right now. I can hear every word he's saying. He said, how was there a holding call when I had four verticals called? How did we get a holding penalty? Who was it on? So it's first and 10 south side from their own 17-yard line. Neesmith in the backfield with Green. He takes the snap, drops back. He's looking right side. Double slants and almost broken in the middle. Boy, I think if he'd have thrown that on time, Alex Akins was in position to maybe make that pick, and he had nothing but green grass in front of him. Incomplete, second and 10. Fort Payne defense really giving Southside some fits. The only offense they've really established is on kind of broken down plays. Neesmith takes the snap, drops back, looks right side, throws a little swing pass to Green out in the flats. He's going to pick up five, ten yards, probably close to a first down. Yeah, it looks like he got a first down on that. Good play, good play call there. Well, that's the first swing pass I think they've thrown tonight. Or maybe they tried to throw one and they just didn't have time to throw it. So Southside picks up a first down. They're out to their own 28-yard line. Just about to go under three minutes in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 17 to nothing. Neesmith takes the Fort Payne's bringing pressure. Neesmith takes the snap, drops back, goes over the middle field, looking for Roberts, incomplete. And, boy, Fort Payne is all over them. They brought, uh, looks like Skylar Hillier may be down. Fort, Fort Payne brought out an all-out blitz on that one. Now that's Bennett Blanks. Bennett Blanks is down. He's going to get up and limp off the field. Diego Gallegos is coming in. Somebody, no, there's not a timeout called, is there? There's no timeout called. Bennett, Bennett was down for a minute, so the head official, I believe he stopped the clock for the moment, and then Bennett jumped up. So Yeah. So it's second and 10 uh, south side, 2.52 left in the third quarter. They're at their own 28-yard line. Really having a tough time establishing much, really the entire ball game. Uh, if Neesmith has enough time, he's got a good enough arm and good enough receivers to make plays, but, boy, he had not had very much time at all. Here comes pressure again. Silas Homer on that play, and it almost picked off. Is it? Is it picked off? It was yeah. Will Green on the interception for Fort Payne at the south side 33-yard line. Another interception. Fort Payne's defense has gone crazy tonight. Fort Payne is, starts at the uh, south side 34-yard line, up 17 to nothing. Wow. 
big time interception. This is this is starting to feel like a statement game for Fort Payne because Southside certainly was pushing for a top spot in this region, and Fort Payne has start to finish really dominated. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Dubose. He breaks it off right side. He picks up five, six, seven yards on first down. The original hole wasn't there, so he bounced it and picks up seven yards for Fort Payne second and three. Barnes comes to the sideline to get the play. Nice to see Caden uh, getting many more carries tonight than he has uh, since he's come back from his knee injury. And effective enough throwing the ball that not just wearing him out. Yep. This time they fake the handoff to Ledford. Throws a fade route over here to Alex Aikens. Oh, mm. just a bit underthrown. And uh, number three defensive end for Southside, Brady Johnson had his chance. He Aikens broke away, and if he lays it out there, uh, he's got him for a touchdown. But it was a little bit underthrown, and Johnson was able to make a play. So we're right at two minutes left in the third quarter. It's third down and three, four pain. Yeah, we've overthrown the short routes and underthrown the long routes, you know. We <laughs> Got to hit that in the middle. Third down and three, four pain. They shift. They're going to shift to have four receivers on the far side. Aikens in the backfield. Takes the snap. Hands to Aikens left side. He's got plenty of running room. First down. Down to the 20-yard line. First down, four pain. Mm. Four Payne shifts to get four receivers on that far side, and they just, when you're used to alignment based off of five offensive linemen, and then you get all those extras over there, you really out leverage people. First and 10, Fort Payne from the south side 20 yard line. One minute and 35 seconds left in the third quarter. Jake Barnes in shotgun, takes the snap, hands to Dubose. Goes up the middle, bounces over a receiver. I mean, over the offensive line, picks up about two yards. And it'll be second and eight. Mountain Music, Mountain Music is gonna be the heavy set. That, that tells you how small this stadium is. I can hear Coach Elmore calling for certain position groups from right here. Mountain Music is the T formation. So Barnes is gonna go under center. He's gonna have Alex Aikens. Bennett Blanks. Now this is a uh, kind of the wing T look. So Carter Tinker in at a wing back. Runs the sweep right side. Aikens has got running room. He's down to almost to the 10 yard line. Very close to a first down. Should be third and one, maybe less than one. Heisman Brown now coming in as a blocking back. A lot of offensive creativity. Just lots of different formation, different looks. Tough to get aligned. And so many weapons on this Fort Payne offense. We're getting down to 20 seconds left in the third quarter. Fort Payne now in the T formation, this goal line package. Third and one. Hands off to Aikens, right side. He's going to get the first down, down inside the 10-yard line to the eight. That's going to take us to the end of the third quarter. Fort Payne will move to the other side of the field. We'll start the fourth quarter with Fort Payne leading 17 to nothing. Let's take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? 
a store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back. Just about to start the fourth quarter. Fort Payne leading 17 to nothing. And driving, they have first and goal at the south side eight-yard line. Be interesting to see. I guess it looks like they're going to stay in that. Well, it's that wing T set. Marcus Ledford comes out here as a split. There's a snap handoff to Aikens left side. He's got some running room. He's down inside the five, down to the two. It'll be second and goal from the two-yard line, Fort Payne. They hadn't stopped it yet, Brian. I, I suspect to see that again. <laughs> Just that, and you know, I, they have a. They, it looks like they may have a trap off of it to the fullback and a sweep. But I don't know that they've done. They've uh, maybe if they've had one, one or two pass plays off of that wing T set, but most of it's just here it is. What right. you gonna do? And not very many people have stopped it. Second and goal, four pain from the two. Barnes under center again, gives to Aikens again, left side touchdown, touchdown. Alex Aikens, 11-16 left in the fourth. Four pain takes a 23 to nothing lead, awaiting the Alex McPherson. Extra point attempt. Wow. We ran it to our side of the field two times in the, in the, at the end of third quarter, and then for the third and the fourth time to our side of the field, on the, which would be the left side. Yeah. If it's not broke, don't fix it. That's right. There were a uh, – here's the snap, the kick. It's away, and it is good. So Alex McPherson's extra point makes it 24 to nothing, Fort Payne, 11-15 left. In the fourth quarter, let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. We are back. 11 minutes, 15 seconds left in this ball game. Fort Payne leads 24 to nothing. You know, it's fun to talk about the different creative plays that are called on the offense, but, boy, I tell you what, the defense is lights out right now. There's the kick by McPherson. It is deep, deep, deep out of the back of the end zone. South side of start at the 20. This Fort Payne defense has, has lived 
in Southside's backfield all night. Neesmith has got a great arm, but it's hard to throw when you're on your back. And Fort Payne's defense has taken that challenge to heart. And uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, the number of hurries, the number of sacks. Quarterback hurries it particularly because he's, he's not sitting easy in that pocket. First and 10 south side. Neesmith takes the snap, hands to Green left side. Gains a little bit, maybe four yards. Be second and six. Let that clock run. Just run, clock, run. It's actually second and seven for Southside. They're not in a particular hurry, although there's still plenty of time, technically plenty of time left, but even if they get two-point conversions, they're still down three scores. Neesmith takes the snap, drops back, looks this right side, throws out into the uh, swing pass to the running back, Green. He's going to pick up the first down, get out to about the no, – did he fumble? Four Payne thinks he fumbled. The officials look like they don't really know what happened. This is going to be the infamous, did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. He was down, first down. <laughs> Fort Payne thought they had a fumble, yeah. but you ever, you ever seen that look in the official's eyes like, uh, I, I didn't see that. Did you see it? Nobody saw anything, so it's first down south side. We're going under 10 minutes left in the ball game. Fort Payne leads 24 to nothing. Neesmith drops back, looks over the middle of the field, throws deep. He's got a guy wide open. Hitchcock's wide open. He's at the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Kobe King tries to tackle him at the goal line, and he scores right across the middle. Big play for Southside, and they score six. It's 24 to 6, Fort Payne. Yeah. They've ran that three or four times, Brian, and that's the first time he's thrown a, literally a strike. The yeah. other two been over the head. Yeah, he completes it. Nice uh, throwing catch. And uh, Hitchcock, you know, to his credit, Kobe King almost ran him down. Southside's going to go for two. As I mentioned before, they're down. If they Even if they get three two-point conversions, they still got to score two more times. So they're going to go for two to try to cut this to a two-score game, make it 24 to eight. Nine minutes, 47 seconds left. Southside attempting a two-point conversion. Neesmith drops right, throws it across the middle. They call it a good. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. He's, <laughs> he's not, it's not even close. That's not even close. I know. The official on the far side called it good. The one on this side didn't see it, so uh, two-point conversion, good. My goodness, okay. We're going to take our breath, catch our breath here. Nine minutes, 47 seconds left in the game. Fort Payne leads 24 to 8. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Tracy's Florist and Gifts. Do some early Christmas shopping with Tracy's personalized printing and gifts. Don't forget about their gourmet baskets, Auburn and Alabama party wear. 
located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. So Southside cuts into the Fort Payne lead, 24 to 8, 9 minutes and 47 seconds. One quick strike, 70-yard pass, 60-yard pass from uh, uh, Brooks Neesmith to Damon Hitchcock. Most of that run out of the catch, like you said, Britt, he first time tonight that he's thrown a strike on that. So, And we've said it from the very beginning, you can't live and die on big plays. So they're going to have to do some kind of establishing something, which they haven't been able to do all night. First points, Fort Payne's defense has given up in two ball games. There's the kick by Alabas down to the five-yard line. Connor Cash running. He's got running room. He's up the middle. He's to midfield. There's a flag on the play at the 31-yard line. Same official who called the two-point conversion. Watch this one. I, I don't know how in the world. What? My goodness. Looks like it's going to go against Fort Payne. It's a holding call that will push Fort Payne back to his 20-yard line. Connor Cash gets a good return, but it's not all for naught. Fort Payne will start at the 21-yard line. You certainly don't want to feel like officials are starting to get involved in the game because most of these calls, Britt, are coming from that sideline. Right. And uh, Coach Elmore's letting this, side, this guy on this sideline have it. First and 10, Fort Payne, 939 left in the game. Jake Barnes takes the snap, hands to Dubos this side. He's got some running room. Gets about three or four yards. It'll be second and seven. I would, I would think Coach Elmore is going to try to bleed some of this clock off. You saw earlier that Oxford and uh, Arab have tied now. It's 17 to 17 in the third quarter. <clears throat> About to go under nine minutes left in this ballgame. Fort Payne leads 24-8. Barnes under center. Ledford in motion to this side. Hands to Dubos up the middle. Not much there. Maybe a yard. Now he picks up a little bit more on the last second push. Ends up getting about three or four yards. After initially being stopped at the line of scrimmage, it's going to third down. Fort Payne's going to go to their heavy package. They're going to go to that mountain music package, which is uh, – Bennett Blanks, Carter Tinker's in. Sawyer Burt, I uh, said Bennett Blanks. Dubos and Aikens in the backfield. You know, it'd be hard not to go back to the wing tee to Aikens to this left side. And just run it down the field. <laughs> we, just like we did when we scored Yeah, the last four plays. We'll see. It's probably what they're going to run here. Takes the snap, does get it. to Aikens this That's side, it. and there it is. First down, Fort Payne, plus another four yards. I, I, I don't. I don't disagree with you, Britt. And we've run it five times for probably 25 yards, probably a five, six-yard yeah, average. You're right. They, ha they haven't stopped it for less than, what, three or four? No. No, it's, that's, that's the fifth one. We ran it two at the end of third, two, two for the score, you know, to get to the score and yeah. go right back to it. You know what? I, 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 that's a great idea. They're going to go back to a little bit of a spread formation. They got double wings and double uh, double splits. Barnes takes the snap, gives it to uh, Dubos up the middle, mm -hmm. picks up five, six, seven yards. Actually, on the tackle, number fourteen for Southside, uh, John Gilbert, actually tackled Caden and gave him two more yards by pushing him forward. 
Springville and Pell City are tied 21-21 uh, going into the fourth. And Arab and Oxford are still tied 17-all in the third. Getting close to being under seven minutes. Fort Payne leads 24-8. Barnes takes the snap, hands again to Dubose, left side. Looks for a little, he's got a first down, out of bounds. Caden Dubose picks up a first down. There's a flag. Have to see who this is on. Caden, Caden had something to say to him, and surely that's when the flag was thrown. <laughs> uh, by, by Coach Elmore's reaction. You know, so far, well, in the first half, we never gave the – refs it. I want to see what this call is. It's going to be a personal foul because the way Coach Elmore responded. That's a first down. Should be first and ten. That's what he's saying. You know, Brian, at the end of the day, Caden gets hit out of bounds. Caden says, hey, don't hit me out of bounds. They throw a flag on us. Let's see how they call this. Coach Elmore is now trying to, to say, no, that's not right. That's not right. They're marking it off and going back to second down and 15. And Coach Elmore saying, no, that's not right. It was a dead ball. If it's a dead ball, then Fort Payne got the first down. It should be a first down play. But it should be a first down and 10 play because it marks off from where the first down was. And he's arguing, hey, this is first and 10. He's still arguing it. And this guy, I don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. He's moving okay, now it now they are. Now they are. Okay. So it pushed Fort Payne back, but it's still a first and ten from their own 31-yard line. So they lost field position, but they've still got the sticks and the down. So we're going to go under seven minutes, which at this point, bleeding clock is probably as much as important as moving the ball. Seven minutes, three seconds left. In the ball game, Fort Payne leads 24 to eight. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Dubose. He's got some running room, picks up about five or six yards on first down. Well, I tell you what, if you, Fort Payne has started to establish that run now. And we're under seven minutes. You know, and they're looking to make a call. We have to offensively, we've got to watch the extra, extra activity after the play. We've got to watch the mouth right here, just like you said, let the clock run, be smart, don't make any discipline. Yeah, be undisciplined. Coming into this wing T package, this has been where Alex has run this sweep to this side. And they're running it again, there it is. Well, I'll tell you what, Colton Shankles runs through the hole and there's nobody to block. He's the pulling guard trying to come in and lead Alex through, and everybody's already sealed off the edge, and so Alex picks up another four yards. It's going to be third down and, uh, well, no, I guess he picked up two yards, third down and four. Just about to go under six minutes left in the game. Fort Payne leads 24 to eight. I bet you could run a bootleg off that now. <laughs> We've run it just a naked 33 times. Just, he probably could walk. Yep. Now they're in the T package. Yeah, they're in the T package this time. Bennett blanks at the fullback. Akinson, Ledford. Ledford takes this one. Goes left side. Nothing there. It's going to be fourth down. So Southside, after about 20 times seeing that play, finally figured it out. 
and gets the stop. It'll be fourth down, and McPherson will come on to punt. Fort Payne able to bleed off a few minutes of that clock. And if Alex can flip the field here, um, give Fort Payne's defense a chance to redeem itself after that last touchdown. Oh, Lord. Well, rolls it back. Alex able to field it. Gets it off. Gets off a high wobbly spiral. Hitchcock catches it. Drops it. He drops it down at the 21-yard line. Did he recover it? Sawyer rolled that ball back to Alex, and fortunately, he was able to scoop it and get the kickoff, and then Hitchcock called the fair catch, dropped it, and uh, Connor Cash was right there to try to recover, but apparently Hitchcock recovered his own fumble. So Southside will take over at the Fort Payne 22-yard line. So let's see if Fort Payne can limit that Big play capability of this south side offense, 24 to, 24 to 8, Fort Payne leads. They're splitting everybody out. They're going to they're gonna try to maybe even give up the run. Devin Wells looks like he's looking for somebody else to be on the field. Neesmith drops back. He's, in, he's under pressure, rolls left side, throws out to the flats to number nine. He catches it on the 37-yard line out of bounds. Heisman Brown almost had the sack on Neesmith in the backfield, laying on the ground, but can't bring him down as Southside picks up a first down. Out to the 37-yard line. Four minutes, 47 seconds left in the game. Fort Payne leads 24-8. Fort Payne looks like it's, it's coming into a little bit of a softer coverage, try to keep everything in front of it. Coming with pressure up the middle. Throws across the middle to nine again. Catches it close to another first down, but I think he's a little bit short. And let's let that clock run. Run, clock, run. 4.30 left in the game. Do they give him the first? No, it's short. It's going to be second down in less than a yard. South side near midfield. Down 24 to eight, four pain leads. Neesmith takes the snap, drops back, looks to this right side, nothing there. Looks to the flats, nothing there. There's a flag, that's going to be a hold. Neesmith makes some run, picks up the first down, down to the 43-yard line, but I think this one's coming back. It is. Holding. Holding against Southside, that's going to push them back to a second and probably 11 situation. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Rent, buy, or repair your instruments at Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours clean. Located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're listening to this live on FPTV. So that penalty pushes Southside back to its own 32-yard line. It's going to be second and 15. Fort Payne playing man coverage across the front. And just giving lots of cushion. Here comes the rush. Boy, Fort Payne's getting back in that backfield. Throws across the middle to Roberts. He's got it. He's at midfield. And he gets hit at the 47-yard line by Seth Williams. And uh, looks like Seth and Roberts both hit. Roberts never saw Seth coming from the backside. And they just kind of collided there near midfield. 
while they see what's going on there, let's take a break. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back. Three minutes, 35 seconds left in the ball game. Uh, Cody Roberts catches the ball for Southside across the middle, and uh, Seth Williams from the backside covering his man comes across to hit Roberts. They collide near midfield, and both of them get up and walk off on their own power. Hopefully there's not too serious of injuries there. Neesmith takes the snap. This is first and 10 Southside. Throws across the middle, and it, oh, Cody Kobe King almost had the pick, had it right in his hands and just dropped it. When I was coaching, that's why we would call them defensive backs. That's why you're back there at safety. <laughs> I'm not saying that critically against Kobe, but that was what we always said is, right. that's why you're a safety. You hit and tackle and cover. You don't catch passes. <laughs> anyway. That had been number two tonight. It would have, yeah. Three total, Will Green with an interception, Kobe King with an interception, and almost a second. So it's second down and 10, south side near midfield. Three minutes and 21 seconds left in the ball game. Four Paines looks like they're bringing pressure. They back off. Neesmith drops back, throws it across the middle of the field. There's Hitchcock again, right down the middle, makes the catch, and he's tackled inside the five-yard line. Oh, he fumbled. Fumble. It's a, oh, he's ground. Ground calls the fumble, but they're down to the one-yard line. Hitchcock almost broke it into the end zone. Three minutes and 11 seconds. And Southside threatening again. Down 16. Here comes Fort Payne defense. They may need to call timeout. Or they may not get everybody out there. They bring in extra defensive linemen. There's a flag on the play. That's an illegal substitution against Fort Payne. Yeah, we've got 12 out there, I believe. Yep, there's 12 on the field, but with the ball at the one-yard line, that's only a half-a-yard penalty. Fort Payne may. Fort Payne does call a timeout to try to uh, get this defense out there. You know, the way they stopped the run tonight, they, they could make this difficult for Southside. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors while we're on this break, not your mama's deli. Opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturdays. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only the fresh ingredients, live musical entertainments on Friday and Saturday nights until 2 a.m., which means you can go from Southside to Fort Payne and still get there in time to hear the music. Great idea for after the game. You're hearing this live on FPTV. So it's first and goal Southside inside the one-yard line. Fort Payne's going to go with their goal line defense. Southside comes out. They're in their goal line package. They've got some of their defensive guys in trying to block. 
Neesmith is in the shotgun. Now he goes up under center. That's motion. You got to call the motion, guys. That is motion. The fullback was never set. Ah, uh, there we go. Number 21 for Southside shifted to fullback and never got lined up. Did you see that? That's a motion penalty. So, Southside scores the touchdown. There's a flag on the play. We'll see what the call is. Unsport of uh, personal foul against Fort Payne. They're trying to decide if they're going to do it. They're going to do it on the extra point because they're going for two. So this will put it to the yard and a half yard line to give Southside a better opportunity to score two here. Three minutes and six seconds left. Scores 24 to 14. Southside has got to have this two-point conversion. They've got to get three two-point conversions in a row just to tie the ball game. From the three-yard line, they line up in their trips formation to this near side, single receiver top side. Neesmith drops and rolls right. Throws short. It's complete, and there's a flag on the play. Looks like this one may come back. Did they cut Heisman Brown on that one? Holding against Southside. That's going to make it really difficult. Heisman Brown now down. Hopefully that's not too serious of an injury. Coach Varnador helps him up. He's going to limp to the sideline. Well, you don't want to see that. He's really important to this Fort Payne defense. Limping, limping pretty gingerly. Now that's going to push the two-point conversion back to the, well, they're marking it at the 17-yard line. 24 to 14. Let's see what Southside dials up on this play. They could cut the lead to a one-score lead with a two-point conversion here. Patrick Sherrill in the game. They need somebody. Kobe King slides out there to cover. Neesmith drops back, gets hit across the middle of the field, completes it for a first for two-point conversion. So it's 24 to 16 with three minutes and six seconds left. Southside is making a ball game out of this. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. South side to kick off from the uh, Fort Payne 45. They're going to go ahead and line up for a onside kick here. Feeling like they're not going to get the ball back if they get Fort Payne the ball with three minutes and six seconds left. It appears as though uh, Abdullah uh, Alab Alabasi 
is lined up to kick an onside kick to the far side of the field. They're lined up. Here comes the kick. He kicks it left side. It's bobbled by Sawyer Burt, and Southside recovers. So it is uh, first and ten Southside, and suddenly we have ourselves a ball game. Fort Payne completely in control at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And now, suddenly we got ourselves a ball game. Southside will start at Fort Payne 35-yard line. Three minutes, six seconds. This Fort Payne crowd has gotten quiet. They're going to need to help out the defense here. Boy, you just don't like the feeling of this game, do you, Britt? It's... <laughs> You don't want to have that uh, it's slipping away feeling. Yeah, Fort no still got a bow up. Definitely in their favor. Yep. Neesmith takes the snap, drops back, looks across the middle of the field again. Nothing there. Incomplete, second down and ten. They have been working that middle of the field. Now, I was going to say everything they've been productive with has been in the middle of the field. Yeah. They're, they're pulling the safety off uh, right or left each time. Yeah, they really haven't had any, any success on much anything else other than scrambling, big plays, broken coverages. But that cross the middle of the field has been successful. Well, and even when they've not been productive with the center of the field, down the middle of the field, they're still continuing to throw it. And the, and the first three in the first half were all high balls. Yeah. Or they would have been big pickups. Let's see if Coach Prater dials up some pressure here on second and ten. Akins comes off the left side. He's going to get to Neesmith and he tacks him. They brought Alex Akins off the side. It's going to be third down and 15. He takes down Neesmith at the 39-yard line. Got around that tackle. Heisman Brown tried to come back in. He's having to limp back off. Southside's going to call a timeout. Two minutes and 44 seconds left in the game. It's going to be third down and 15. Let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, American Crawl Space LLC. If you have standing water under your house, you need to call Derek at American Crawl Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space, improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for your family. You're hearing this live on FPTV. Don't forget on WZOB 100.9 FM and 1250 AM from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock tonight is the American Crawl Space Scoreboard Report. Uh, Chris's wife, Gina Dura, is going to host tonight, and I'll be calling in at 1045 to give an update on this game, which hopefully is going to be a very good update. Southside, third down and 16 from the Fort Payne 39-yard line. Southside has gotten every break in this fourth quarter to get back in this ball game. They still need a touchdown and a two-point conversion to tie. But, boy, they have seized some momentum in this fourth quarter. Third down and 16. I would focus on the middle of the field. Yeah. Neesmith drops back. He is looking across. He's sacked. He's down at midfield. Taken down by Silas Homer. They're... Come on, ref. Come on, ref. Come on, ref. <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. They're going to call a personal foul on Silas Holmer and give them a first down. Silas sacked him, gave him a bump when he got up, and they called a flag. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, with eight minutes left, Brian, I said this is where we have to keep our composure. Yeah. It's, it's huge, and this, that's, the, that's Bill's momentum for Southside. They're calling this 
They're calling this fourth down. I, I thought, I guess it's, I don't think that's fourth down. But anyway, they say it is. Fourth down and eight. Here's your ball game. Two minutes, 29 seconds left. Neesmith drops back. He throws to the far right side of the field. It's going to be incomplete. Fort Payne will take over. And that should do it. Two minutes, 20 seconds left in the ball game. And it appears as though Fort Payne may hold on to win this one. Woo. My goodness. Britt, I'm, I'm, I'm not in shape to do this too much. <laughs> I guess my heart racing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you're going you're to have to stay seated. <laughs> I know. Standing up seems to make me a little more juice, doesn't it? Ever since that pterodactyl and everything carried you off, you hadn't been the same. It shook me. I mean, it shook me. I've never had a bug that felt like it could lift me off this concrete bleacher. If we didn't have a nine-foot fence behind us, you'd be on the road down there. First and ten. For, I'm glad we can laugh right now because if yeah, they'd have completed yeah, that pass, yeah. I would not be laughing. Just First ner and nervous energy. It is. First and ten. Oh, come on, guys. First and ten, Fort Payne. Flag on the, pay, on the play. I think it's going to be against Fort Payne. Uh, nope, Fort Payne gets the timeout before the flag, so they take a timeout to get everything set. That's fine, guys. Let's take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. Let me gather my breath. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, we are back. Two minutes, 19 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Fort Payne leads 24 to 16. First and 10, Fort Payne. They're going to try to bleed this clock off. Southside has one timeout. They can stop the clock one time. Fort Payne in the wing team formation. Give to Dubose, left side. Not much there, but they're really trying to bleed this clock off now. I think Southside, did they call their last timeout? They did not. So they're going to try to let this clock run as much as they can. We're going to go under two minutes. Barnes comes and get the plays from Coach Elmore on the sideline. It'll be second and almost ten. They may have gained a half a yard on that play. Southside's crowding the front, knowing that Fort Payne's probably going to run four times or three times and punt. If they could find a crease, get another first down, this ball game's over. In the wing tee formation, Barnes under center. He takes the snap. He hands to Akins. Akins finds a little bit of running room, picks up about five yards. It's going to be third down and five. They'll snap this ball under a minute left. Down to 125, 124, 123. There's 32 seconds left on the play clock. So Fort Payne can get down to near about 50 seconds left in the game before they snap this ball. And then you would expect Southside to use their last timeout to stop the clock. Fort Payne not in any hurry right here. You don't think about throwing, do you, Britt? No, I, I, I don't think we're going to throw here. We, we just need to hold on to the ball. Yeah. Dubose now at the tailback spot, which is where the ball has gone every time, and it does go there this time. Got a little bit of running room. 
Picks up about three yards. It's going to be fourth down and two. So Southside does call their last timeout. It'll be fourth and two. Fort Payne will punt from its own 40-yard line. You know, and again, if you go to running plays, that's the safest play we've run it and been productive with. I don't believe we've been tackling the backfield with it. Right. Running the clock out, and that's exactly what Coach Elmore's or it is his goal yeah. at this point in the game with 44.9 seconds left. Yeah, so Southside, wherever this punt lands, is going to take over with about 40 seconds left in the ball game. And it would be interesting to see how Coach Prater calls these last couple of plays, whether he decides to go ahead and try to put some pressure on Neesmith, make him look quick. When he sits back in the pocket and has time to look downfield is when he's the most dangerous. So it's fourth and two, Fort Payne from their own 40-yard line. Alex McPherson in punt formation. Sawyer Burt to snap. Hitchcock back deep for south side. There's the snap, good snap. Flag on the play. And, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I, they're counting players. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Southside had 12 players on the field. That's going to give Fort Payne a first down. That's your ball game right there, folks. You know, Britt, I was gun shy because you saw who called it, didn't you? Yeah. It was that official on the far back side of the field, throws the flag, and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go again. Well, he calls it on Southside, and he was right. Southside had 12 players on the field, gives Fort Payne a first down. That's your ball game. Fort Payne goes to victory formation, 41.4 seconds left in the game, and this one will go in the books. Jake Barnes under center. Takes a snap, drops back, goes to a knee. 38 seconds left. They'll have to snap it one more time. They'll have to snap it one more time. No, they won't. With, uh, no, they will not have to snap it one more time. That's going to be your ball game. So Fort Payne comes to Southside, Barney Hood Stadium, and comes out victorious. It was close, closer than we wanted. At the end of the third quarter, it was 24 to nothing. Ends up 24 to 16. Clock is running out. Fort Payne and Southside going to the midfield to shake hands. Clock is running down under five seconds. And that is your ball game. Fort Payne wins it 24 to 16. We'll come back in two minutes with a uh, post-game scoreboard report. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. We've got a slingshot over there if anybody wants to come by and look at it. Um, we're going to be running all summer long from uh, 8.30 in the morning till probably six, seven o'clock at night. It depends on how long it takes us to do it. But we want to invite everybody to come out here and see us. We're on Highway 35 over here by Walmart. Great inventory to choose from. We've got great finance. And listen, guys, we can't do it without you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Bobby Ledbetter is always uh, willing to say, get the best deal no matter what. 
Let's not let them leave without a car. So y'all come down here and see us. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey, I'm Webb Mason. I'm here with your some scores. Um, final, Fort Payne versus Southside. Uh, Fort Payne wins 24-16. Third quarter, Collinsville versus Plainview. Plainview leads 41-7. Final, Crossville versus Fairview. Fairview wins 55-6. Uh, fourth quarter, Geraldine versus Sylvania. Sylvania leads 39-21. Third quarter, Boaz versus Douglas. Boaz leads 49 to 20. Fourth quarter, Asbury versus Bridley Bouton. Bridley Bouton leads 49 to 6. Fourth quarter, Springville versus Pell City. Uh, tied at 21. Third quarter, Gadsden versus Cleveland. Cleveland leads 61 to 7. Fourth quarter, Sardis versus West Point. West Point leads 14 to 8. Fourth quarter, Scottsboro versus Onanta. Ananta leads 35 to 14. Fourth quarter, Cedar Bluff versus Gelsville. Cedar Bluff leads 27 to 0. Fourth quarter, Pisgah versus Otter. Pisgah leads 28 to 6. Fourth quarter, Glencoe versus Ohatchee. Ohatchee leads 41 to 14. Fourth quarter, Spring Garden versus Westbrook Christian. Uh, Spring Garden leads 36 to 7. Fourth quarter, Oxford versus Arab. Arab leads 24 to 17. Fourth quarter, Piedmont versus Pleasant Valley. Piedmont leads 56 to 12. Fourth quarter, Hoover versus Spade Park. Hoover leads 38 to 10. Fourth quarter, Gadsden City versus Thompson. Thompson leads 41 to 7. Final, Etowah versus Hansel. Etowah wins 44 to 0. Thank you. That's all the scores. We'll send it back up top. Thank you for those scoring updates. Fort Payne is waiting to, uh, for Coach Elmore's waiting for Southside. They're doing their alma mater now. Ooh, now that we've gotten our composure, we kind of felt like, boy, just Fort Payne had that game in hand at the end of the third, and then quick plays by Southside gets them right back in it. They had to have everything line up, three touchdowns and three two-point conversions to even tie Fort Payne which to Fort Payne's credit, they built that leads to make it that difficult on Southside. But um, what are your thoughts, Britt, as we close this one out? Well, when you have a quarterback with a big arm, you're, you're potentially a big play team. And, and that's what we saw in the second half. You know, for Fort Payne in the first half, uh, 
they were just dominating defensively. We really looked near perfect defensively, what I've seen this season. Uh, second half, we still looked good. I think I think Southside got a lot of a lot of calls that really benefited them. Yeah. Fort Payne, Fort, Fort Payne wasn't um, they were more in conservative mode in the second half, but a great game, and Fort Payne did what they had to do to win. Yeah, did you do you is that confirmed that that Arab scores a final? I, I understood it was 24-23 Arab. Arab beat Oxford. I, I, we could That's, be wrong. That could be a fourth quarter score, but. Yeah. Uh, the update that I'm looking at says that it's fourth quarter, but you, these usually these updates are delayed and going final. So if that's the case, um, then Oxford's going to now have two area losses or two region losses, and that's going to solidify Fort Payne in that number two spot. But they'll need to hold on to it. Got Pell City at home next week, and then play Oxford on the road um, the last region game. Then they'll of course play North Jackson as a non-region game in, in week ten. Uh, so, Fort Payne has uh, put itself in a great position tonight. Um, came in and, like you said, uh, really, really looked dominant for three quarters. Really looked dominant, and and minus these big plays at Southside, which we knew they were had a big play offense. I mean, this guy's got an arm like he's got. You got to expect some big plays, and Fort Payne had really limited him to nothing. Maybe one or two longer pl- passes, but nothing down to the end zone. And he finally broke through, but. Fort Payne had built enough of a lead to hang on and uh, come out of this with a victory 24-16. to 16. You know, Brian, probably the most exciting thing about this game and this time of the year, Fort Payne is a much better team than they were when we faced A-Rap earlier in the season, yeah. which which could be a key component in this in, into the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, Fort Payne just looks fine-tuned, and you hit it on the button with Barnes. We, you know, he's starting to be more comfortable. We're getting more push-up front. The secondary's more solid plays are, are coming together for us. So, yeah. this, if you're a Wildcat fan right now, it's exciting time. Yeah. Almost wishes, wish you were playing A-Rab yes. later in the season yeah. than, than that first right, region game. Right. But can't control the schedule. You just got to play who you play. And um, Fort Payne is definitely improving. Defense lights out. Other than those big plays in the fourth quarter, um, Really played solid. Um, and then um, Southside squeaked back in. While we're waiting on Coach Elmore, I'm going to go ahead and thank all of our Wildcat football sponsors. Uh, Aikens Furniture, Convenient Wash, Rufus Car and Tran- Garage and Transmission, Pure Clean Restoration Services, Thurman's Appliance Parts and Service, DeCab Wholesale, R&D Flooring, My Supply, Westmoreland Tire, Beacon Insulation, Builder Supply, Cole Surgical Arts, First Fidelity Bank, North Alabama Trophies, Twin City Auto, Bruce's Foodland, Tracy's Florist and Gifts, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, American Crossbase LLC, Not Your Mama's Deli. Coach Elmore's praying with the team right now. We've got our crew set up on this other side, so he'll make his way down here and we'll talk to him. It is uh, 25 minutes, 27 minutes to the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Gina Dura tonight will host the American Crossbase LLC scoreboard report. Scores, analysis, phone calls. I'll call in at 1045 to talk about this game, which has much more to talk about now than it did before uh, with that late game uh, stand by the Fort Payne defense finally holding south side. Fort Payne is broken up. Coach Elmore will make his way down here, and we will be done with our broadcast. So thanks, guys, for the setup. Everything was excellent. No technical difficulties, at least that I knew of, tonight. So if there were, y'all kept them a secret from me. And Fort Payne will come out of here a victor. 
They'll move to four and three on the season. Uh, three and one, two and one in the re- or three and one in the region. What is the score? Three and one in the region. I think that's right. Coach Elmore making his way to the microphone, and uh, we'll have a lot to talk about now. And here he is. All right, Coach, you got me? Can you hear me? I got you. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm going to go on the record. I don't like the way that ended. Can you all not hey, do that again? Uh, <laughs> somebody didn't inform me we were about to do that. I, I was not aware of the plan because uh, I would not have been in favor of it. But uh, that's what I just got to tell him. I mean, I thought we completely dominated the game for three quarters. Um, it went up 24 nothing. and I, I, I don't know. We got some guys hurt there late that hurt us, obviously. Uh, hopefully they'll be back soon. But uh, just made some mistakes there in the fourth quarter. Uh, on both sides, and, and unfortunately, it made it a game. And if they hadn't had 12 men on the field there at the end, we'd have wow. been, we'd been in yeah. a bind. Uh, we we often talk about Jake Barnes, talk about the progress of the offense, but I'm going to tell you what, that defensive front lived in Southside's backfield all night long. Yeah, we thought we could get pressure, and they did. And even with Daryl being a little hurt all night, not playing as well as he can play, at least he was out there and he and he battled all night. But I thought our defensive front and linebackers did a great job all night of pressuring him, and and that probably is the difference in the game. If he can sit back there and throw it, it'd been a tough to cover those guys all night for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got Pell City and Oxford next two weeks. Uh, first steps out of the way ready to come back home to Wildcat Stadium and play the uh, Panthers. Yeah, and that's what I just told them. I mean, to, for a bunch of guys that were 0-3 and everybody counted them out, they've, they've won four in a row and they've got themselves in a position here to, to do something down the stretch. Now we just got to come back to work Monday. Uh, you know, we're, we're on fall break for two days and find a way to get better. And, you know, Pell City, I think I've told you this before, they probably got the most athletic team in the region. So they're going to bring a, a good bunch in here and we're going to yeah. be ready to play. And, uh, uh, but again, you can't win the next two. I've been saying it for the last few weeks. Can't win the next two unless, unless you win the next one. So we've got to win the next one. All right. Congratulations, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our broadcast. Thank you, Britt, for joining me tonight. Enjoy it again. Um, great job. Great job, FPTV. Great job, WZOB. Thank you for your time tonight. Uh, we've enjoyed it. Come out with a victory, Fort Payne, 24 Southside 16, this is Fort Payne Wildcat football.